This is the MLW Radio Network. Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. And Josh Chernoff. And uh, we're excited to announce that Mind of the Meanie is now powered by the MLW Radio Network. Myself and Josh Chernoff will bring you a show every week where we talk about everything from wrestling, movies, sports, and useless knowledge. But most importantly, we have a great group of neighbors there with front row material. Absolutely. Front row material. We've got Mike Freeland. We've got Mikey Whipwreck. And we have got hashtag... This is Jerry Lynn. You're welcome again for that. I love to be here with you guys. I'm glad to call you neighbor. Maybe I'll stop over for uh, some extra coffee or a cup of sugar or have a slice of dropped pie. Ditto. Please tune into Mind and the Meanie. Please keep supporting Front Row Material and we'll be a part of this great MLW radio network. It is Tuesday night. It is Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. Um, I'm a little better than what I was uh, a few days ago. If you happen to catch our impromptu uh, Front Row Material on Saturday night, I will soon be joined by the man who uh, I would like to use the word duped, um, but he's been kind of uh, dancing around the issue. So, so many things to talk about here, but the very first thing I want to mention here to all of our amazing listeners is unfortunately just literally minutes ago uh we got a text message um saying unfortunately ken shamrock would not be available life happens not a problem we completely understand that um we are excited to be able to reach out to ken and set something up uh on a future date and i know ken is excited to look forward to that as well so you know what we will do that then life happens things happen and what you do is you just kind of uh, adjust on the fly Something I did not do very well on Saturday night. As I mentioned before, we will talk about that. Um, but you know what? Before I go any further, I do want to bring in somebody who is my tag team partner, my dear personal longtime friend. Well, maybe not after Saturday night. Uh, he is the writ. So things don't always go as according to plan. But you know what? You just regroup and you say, you know what? We'll see you another day down the road. Yeah, uh, you know, got the message from his agency, you know, technical issues happen. We have them every week here on FRM Pod, you know. But, uh, hey, they're sitting there and they're willing to uh, double down on us and, and give us double the time. So, hey, what uh, what happens to be a small problem is going to turn out to be the goose that laid the golden egg. So, really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see you're okay to you. You know, a, a little bit better than last time uh, we were here. You know, here's the thing, Rit. And, and you and I have talked over the course of the weekend after everything had, had calmed down and whatnot. But that uh, garlic powder challenge that you threw out to me, the whole, hey, I'll get you a Kenny Omega action figure. And then the butt increases the offer by saying, hey, I'll get you the Kenny Omega Terminator shirt that I so much 
want to own in my possession. Oh yeah, not a problem. And then I took the challenge. And uh, folks, I would not recommend doing that. I think I threw up eight times. Eight times I threw up. Not good. Not good. That was not fun for me. Okay? That was supposed to be a fun moment for me. And it went from being fun to all of a sudden not being fun in, in, in a blink of an eye. I just want you to formally apologize to me on the air and say, Mike, I gave you the wrong information. I'm just, I'll give you the floor. Well, Freeland, I was 14. That was 25 oh, years ago. Oh, oh, here well, we go with, I was 14 when someone did it to me, therefore I'm just going to do it right back to you. It, it was a little foggy what the exact rules were. Tablespoon, teaspoon, you know. Eat it, don't eat it, just hold it in your mouth. Yeah, it, it all ran so far together. But you held out like a trooper. Yeah. And I'm sorry you did not complete the challenge. Whoa, whoa, that's not the way you end something like that. It's not, I'm sorry you did not complete the challenge. The challenge was rigged. It was rigged. 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 You know, I know something else that was rigged, but you know what? I won't go down that road right now, but I can compare it. Well, if you want to scroll back to and catch this episode, it's about the three, three hour and 10 minute mark mm-hmm. on the last Twitch live stream. Yeah. And our, we had a good friend in there. We had Mikey Whipwreck in the chat. Mikey Whipwreck did join us. He was uh, he was in his hotel room and uh, some bumfuck town in Ohio. And, uh, well, according to the boss, he said you got to work on that gag reflex if you want to be professional. Didn't realize I had to have a gag reflex to be a professional podcaster. But I'll get you back. I'll get you back. Don't, don't think this is done. You're going to get a receipt. Oh, and you're going to get a receipt. You definitely are going to get a receipt because that, my friend, was the biggest injustice ever. And what in the hell is what in the hell is this? Freeland, Why am is, I looking at a hamster? Freeland, is that something that you that just came out of your ass? Really? You're here trying to apologize to me. You're Whoa. supposed to be giving a formal apology live on air, and and that's not happening. And now we're looking at a hamster. That hamster is pretty interesting, though. It never stops. Never stops. So hey. either, either, either Mikey's doing this or something. Oh, oh, here we go. This should. I'm going in my cave. Very nice. Indeed. Your cave, aka the bottom bunk. Uh, yeah. So you 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 look like a doom, doomsday prepper right now. You, you look I am. like you're just okay. The, I can uh, tell you one thing, Mikey, that will not have in his uh, kit: garlic powder. Stop! Stop! There's no reason. There's no reason to perpetuate this. It was a rigged bullcrap scenario where I was set up to lose from the from the minute I even started. Well, we didn't say it. we didn't say it was going to be easy. The Actually, rules. I didn't say shit. To be honest with you. Well, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying the writ. The writ offered me a great prize, and unfortunately, you had no intentions of ever ever coming through on your end with that prize. Yes, you did. If you had accomplished the goal, yeah, he would have you, sent you the figure. 
which was a teaspoon holding it in your mouth for five minutes. You don't have to eat it. That's not the challenge. The challenge yeah, that, is teaspoon no, no, held no, no, in no. your mouth for five minutes. That, there is no that, consumption involved. That is, I didn't say that you had to do the challenge. I just said you had to do what I said. You said you have to put it in your mouth. You have to eat it. You can use the five minutes. Yeah. And then that, you have to swallow it. You that said was you my challenge. That wasn't the challenge. Well, I'm going by what you're telling me. That's the only information I've yeah. been given. I told you that and you did not succeed. Get over it and move through. Terrible. Push on. Terrible. Terrible. Miscarriage of justice. Loser. Not cool. You know, Freeland. <laughs> loser. Oh, no. He's back. Much oh, like, God. Much like me in November, we lost bigly. But you, much like myself, loser. Even though the deck was stacked against me, much like in November. But I digress. Anyway, moving on from this uh, horrific situation, I did have to clean up the kitchen and I Febreze and I lit a few candles and I was talking to the Boogster. Don't, e don't even give me that shitty grip. The Boogster was telling me that I need to do some type of cinnamon challenge now. Is there is there some type of cinnamon challenge that's out there? Same. Go get it. I'm not doing it now. It's a teaspoon of cinnamon. It's, it's only a teaspoon, not even a tablespoon. It's less. Right. And I could have accomplished the last one on Saturday night had I been given the proper information. What Unfortunately, was what, what was Saturday night? Well, Saturday night was the night that we did the uh, the garlic powder. It was? That I threw up oh, seven or eight times. All right. Never mind that. That shows yeah. you where all my fucking head is. So the cinnamon challenge. Mikey, have you ever engaged in any type of challenges just for ha-ha or shits and giggles? No, I'm not stupid. Well, well Mikey has uh, engaged in a challenge for you for three years. Is this epic, necessary? Epic fail. Is this necessary? I feel like this is kind of starting to become a bully situation here, right? And I got my I got, I got my be a star cup right here. <laughs> so, so don't start bullying my ass. Well, well, Freeland, since, since uh, yes. there's three, three of us here, and well, I'm no Jerry Lynn, but we haven't done this for a while. Could we get this an open? This is very true. You are no Jerry. Can we get an open? I thought I did a pretty good one before, but you know what? Well, no, Mikey's here now. Mikey, would you like for me to do another open? I'm not your mom. You can do whatever the fuck you want. See? I did a great open. I'm fine. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, you're fine. you're fine. You're That's like saying I'm fine. You are fine. There's nothing wrong with you. You delusional motherfucker. Well, that's why I take the pills. Uh, I'm going to start taking pills soon, too. Pills are good. Pills are good. With this fucking nonsense I deal with. How many times have you uh, you guys seen Dumb and Dumber, the movie? Never. A couple. couple? Never. Pills. Pills are good. <laughs> Out with the bad. In with the good. Out with the bad. <laughs> with the good. I don't care how many times I've seen that. That never gets old. Ever <laughs> gets old. Look, there's a bunch of people on the side of the road. Pick them up! <laughs> Mock. Yeah! Ing. Yeah! Oh, God. Love it. Absolutely love it. I can tell mine are wearing off right now. Good. Good. So, we, we were going to have Ken Shamrock tonight. Unfortunately, things 
Enough job you did there. Hey, it was unfortunate circumstances, but he's that was, gonna, the, shortest, that was the shortest interview I've ever heard. But Rick, everything's going to be all right. Exactly. It all works out in the end. Yes, it does. So, so Mikey, yeah, uh, uh, how did everything go on Saturday at the uh, the autograph signing? Um, Sunday. 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 I left on Saturday because uh, I really can't drive at night at this point. So I left in the afternoon to get into town early. Uh, I didn't feel like doing a five-hour drive Sunday morning. Um, so I left Saturday. Uh, Saturday. And yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good. Um, good turnout in uh, where the fuck we were in Ohio. Between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, no, really good turnout. And then uh, in Erie was a good turnout as well. So it was. Were uh, you with Shane in both of those? Yes. Nice. How is Shane doing these days? Very good. Good. It's always nice to hang out with Shane because. Yes. He's very easy to talk to. Yeah, it was good. No way. Uh, ATD Promotions brought us in. Um, guy by the name of Anthony. And class act, man. It was, it was, took care of us well. It was nice and easy. I mean, he, he paid me as soon as he saw me, which is always a bonus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's a, a good dude. Question I have had sent to me in DMs Would you and Jerry, are you, I know you're on the, the retirement tour here. However, would you still be open to doing seminars, you and Jerry? Someone no. asked me that. Probably no. Okay. Jerry probably would, but I won't. Uh, I won't do Understandable. It. How are yeah, you? How it, it's it's getting harder and harder to um, remain focused and uh, keep my shit together. So that's why I'm not doing any more appearances. No, you know, none of these seminars. Nothing. I don't want to end up embarrassing myself, as as I feel like I'm going downhill here. Well, I don't think so. I think you look perfectly fine to me. I mean, I think I'm a good character. I'm I'm a good judge of character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> Hold on. What are you doing, Emma? You done? Yeah. I have to move. All right. No, I have to move now. Okay, she left. But yeah, no, it's um, it's weird, like. My hamster thinks it's a bat. It hangs upside down in the cage. It's weird. Uh, hamster's name is Lori, by the way. Wait a minute. Didn't you give Jerry the same grief about naming pets? I didn't, fuck, names? I, I didn't name it. My daughter did. Okay. I was going to just name it Hamster. Hammy. Ham Solo. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, I'll go days and just be, like, completely fine. Mm -hmm. Like, no problems. And then, out of nowhere, I'll just be, like, um, half spastic. It's, it's really fucking weird. Like, I can't, I can't fucking explain it. There's no fucking rhyme or reason for it. I can't find any sort of trigger. Uh, well, some certain things. Like, if I'm in a crowd, random noises, they send me into fucking orbit. And for whatever reason, walking down the grocery aisle, um, in the frozen, the frozen food aisle, 
it uh yeah it like totally fucks it like yeah the room starts spinning it's it's really fucked up you think it's the it's the, the change in temperature i don't know what the fuck it is i, I don't know that that aisle specifically will do me in so i i avoid the frozen food aisle i know you, you laugh it's funny but it, it, it is it is it is but it's fucking, um, it's crazy like, let me let me ask you this. I know a couple of times we had talked about broaching the conversation about having a full episode on this kind of thing. Exactly. And I know we kind of went back and forth on, should we, shouldn't we, right. you know, we talked about, yeah, let's do it next week. And then, you know, obviously you have to go based upon how you feel yeah. on that given episode. Right. Um, do you feel more at peace now talking about this as opposed to maybe six months to a year ago? I mean, I'm meaning publicly. Uh I think so. I think you are. I just think it's when I'm having a bad day, it's harder and harder to hide from having a bad day. So it's like the bad days seem to, uh, I wouldn't say they're getting worse, worse, but I feel them and they, they come more frequently. It seems like I said, I can't find a trigger for it. There's no rhyme or reason for it. Really. It's just, you know, well, like I said, the frozen food aisle. Right. I, don't, I don't fucking get that one at all. Um, but I don't know. It's just weird. Like it'll just be out of nowhere. Like I'll feel totally fine, and then it's like fucking things start to fucking unravel. Have you? Did you share any of this with Shane this past weekend? No. We didn't really have a a, a place to talk really, so right. I didn't. Uh, you know. But I had, um, I mean, I talked to some of the people that were there at the convention, uh, the signing after it was over. Yeah. There were maybe like, I don't know, 10 people maybe at this comic shop when they closed. And other other like, wrestlers? No. Just other uh, just people. Okay. <laughs> you know, fans, I guess. But, yeah, I don't, uh, yes? Can I Are you going to bed now? I won't. All right, well, I'm going to leave that. All right. I'll be right back. All right. That is Mikey Whipwreck. He will be. Uh, Please hope he didn't fall. He will, I, I hope that God he didn't fall. <laughs> I, I just heard him go, oh. So yeah. I, I hope he didn't fall. A, a repeat of the dog kennel back in episode. The, the, the dog you know, bowl? Yeah, the dog bowl back in episode 46. Do, do you have any idea what that was like being on the opposite end of that? Not knowing if if one of one half of the stars that I've tried to book to get on this podcast has literally just now hurt themselves indefinitely, maybe broken a leg, and will not be able to continue. Yeah, uh, I knew what it was like uh, on this end, listening to it, and wow. Oh, I was concerned. I was very concerned. I was very concerned because all you hear is ah, and then you hear what sounds like a ceramic water bowl move the splashing of water on linoleum and then somebody landing into a metal cage all right let's uh let's let's reach back and let's add mikey back to the stream if he's officially ready here there he is so you got booted from the room i got booted from the room and then i tripped almost smacked almost smacked my head into the fucking hamster cage <laughs> luckily we avoided that yeah good grief good time um so let's kind of pick up where we left off here so do you feel like 
there are any other – I'm sure there's other wrestlers who have experienced this. That This I'm cannot sure. be just an anomaly, meaning right. do you think the, the Cauliflower Alley Club would be able to put you in contact with some other people or maybe – I mean, just talking about it help, do you feel? No. No. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's the same shit whether I talk about it or not. Right. You know, I mean, I've talked to Jerry about this forever. You know, and, you know, my wife obviously knows. Well, everybody fucking knows now, but um, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I just, I, know, I said I wasn't making appearances anymore. And it was kind of just it. And then people started asking, and I'm getting DMs. Why are you cranky? You know, what, what's this? Why are you bitter? Or, or, you know, I'm like, it's nothing. I'm, I'm not bitter. Like, not even in the little bit. I'm not bitter. But so I figured I, I should at least explain. Not that I owed it to them. But I figured, well, let me just say what the fuck is going on. And if, you know, if this makes anybody feel better, great. Or just to explain, like, what's going on. Because it's, yeah, it's fucked up. Has any other wrestler said anything to you like, hey, I'm feeling the same way or I've experienced similar things like this? Uh, not the boys haven't. Um, I really haven't heard from really many people uh, as far as like the wrestlers go. Um, a lot of people I've talked to just have had um, brain injuries. Um, our friend, the, the fucking uh, midget, lunatic, rage lunatic. Whoa! Rage the lunatic reached out. Yeah, well, we were just talking about him. We were just day. talking about the, the he, midget. He, he got uh, what do you say? I don't know. So, so uh, I have to read the message again because I don't I don't remember. But he got it. I you know I guess I'm guessing he was in the service. Um, and he got shocked. I guess hit with something and it kind of messed up his head. So a couple of military people reached out to me. Um, just some random people, uh, not necessarily in the business. Mm -hmm. um, I did hear from Dreamer. Um, you know, Franny. Jerry, obviously. Jerry called me. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just fucking uh, weird. Like, I can't explain what happens, why it happens. Like, is there a trigger? I haven't had a trigger. But I can, I can pinpoint, like I said, except for the fucking frozen food aisle in Giant. But it's weird. Like I'll just get fucking set off, and then there are days I'm just like I'm like a fucking complete idiot. Like I can't remember a fucking thing. Like what I'm talking about. Like I'll, I'll start talking, and then it'll just be like I have no idea what the fuck is even going on at this point. So it sucks, and it's just you know the night blindness is is a big thing. Um, even if I put my glasses on, it still still sucks. You know, social anxiety. I mean, you know, I've had that, you know, but that just seems to be escalating. Uh, even at the signing we did on Sunday, the second one, I, there was one point I just had to leave. I said, oh, I got to go to, I, I got to go to my car a minute. And they walked out of my car with the fucking, everything is fucking spinning. I'm feeling like nauseous, lightheaded. So it's, it's, it's fucked up. You know, it's insane. I, you know, I feel like I, I, uh, I stumble worse and worse over my words now. I feel like sometimes like my tongue is too fat. 
matches the rest of me. Stop. But I just, I just, I just can't. I don't know. It's bad. Like I'll get. I was telling uh, Jerry that I'll be walking through. Um, we'll just say Giant, for example, the supermarket. And well, this happened at Lowe's. I went to Lowe's to get a fucking bucket, and I was gone for like an hour. And Giant is like ten minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. But there's a period of I went from, uh, um, what was I talking about? Oh, so, well, I'd be uh, here. We go. What was I talking about? You're talking about uh, when you were going to the grocery store and the uh, the giant. I guess that's the name of the chain. Yeah. And you'll just completely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I went to Lowe's. Which is oh, I'm sorry. You also said you went to Lowe's. Yeah. Which is a, which is across the street from Giant, and I went to get a fucking bucket. Okay. Right. Right. So I go in, I get the bucket, and I don't remember anything after picking up the bucket, and then, uh, like. I don't know, 30 minutes later, just realizing, oh, I'm in the light aisle looking at fucking chandeliers for no fucking reason. I guess it's just Lowe's and that's what you do. But I don't recall any of it. Like, I know you can walk through and you can kind of browse around. You can kind of get lost in the moment. Sure. But I had no recollection of anything. It's like, I'm getting a bucket. The lights go down. The lights go back on. And I'm in the fucking lighting aisle. Oh, wow. Looking at chandeliers. What what runs through your mind at that point in time when all of a sudden you find you're somewhere where you didn't think you were? Uh, nothing really. I said, what the fuck? I get, oh, yeah, I'm at Lowe's. I look, look in the cart and I see the fucking bucket. And I go, all right, I'm, that's all I needed. And I just carry on. I go, well, that was fucking weird. You know, and, you know, Angel's texting me going, you've been gone a long time. Like, you know, and then if I drive, if I drive somewhere, I get fucking lost driving sometimes. Where I've just... I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened. So now, when anytime I go somewhere, even if it's, I know I'm all over the place here with this thing, but even if it's um, a matter of, hold on, trying to get my phone settled here. But even if it's a matter of um, going just to Giant or to Lowe's or anything like that, I put my fucking GPS on and I put on the Waze app and I fucking put it in a destination. So I said, okay, going home. So in the event, should I be completely like, I don't know, absent-minded or just fucking in a fog or whatever, um, the GPS will reroute me to kind of remind me where the fuck I'm going. So it's it's fucked up. Like, I can't even, I can't even describe how it feels. It feels shitty. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times when I'm trying to talk and trying to figure out what the fuck I'm trying to say, um... I just get lost in what the fuck I'm talking about. And then I get frustrated because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And then mm-hmm. if I am talking to people and I have to say to them, wait, what? What was I what was I talking about? Like, you know, and then it's like, yeah, here we go. So it's 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 frustrating and it's a little scary at points. Um I was gonna send a tweet out before just thanking a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, specifically, and then I'm like, I don't really want to send this. Like, I just don't want to. What I like to say to certain people, I like to say to them kind of privately and not right. necessarily in the public. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 
it's fucked. And then I, as I was sitting there, I started getting emotional because I'm thinking of the people I wanted to thank and all the shit they've done for me over the years. And I feel like I'm starting up. I kind of get afraid that I'm going to forget all these things that I've done. And I've, I'm going to forget. I'm just going to forget this shit, you know, like my wrestling career and, you know, what, what Paulie did for me and what Taz had done for me and what Dreamer had done for me and Cactus and like Steve Austin coming in and just being completely unselfish in, in 1995. And I'm thinking about all these cool things that I've got to do in my life. And then I just, I'm afraid I'm just going to forget all of it and not have a recollection of the shit or, or, or a clear recollection. So it's, it, it's, it's scary a little bit, but it, it's sad at the same time because it's, Basically, I'm guessing it's probably what like an Alzheimer's patient feels like when they start to forget and they get that diagnosis that, well, here's what's going to happen. And now I'm not saying I have Alzheimer's or any of that shit. I don't know what the fuck I have. Probably CTE, to be honest. And who knows what the fuck that's going to do to you. But yeah, it, it just sucks. Like, there's so much shit I want to say to people who I've just lost touch with over the years because I'm horrible at... Um, Staying in touch with people, like it's it's horrible. Like I don't do it on purpose. I don't do it to be a dick. I just that's just how I am. Like I'm just not, I'm not good at it. Staying in touch. So yeah, it's it's all kinds of shit. And the, the fact that I'm like, I feel like I'm going deaf. I mean, I can't hear shit. Like if there's any type of background noise whatsoever, I can't hear anything. And you know, I constantly I'm saying to my wife, "What? What?" Or if I'm out, if we're in a group of friends who are talking to people, I just won't say anything, um, and I won't. Uh, I'll just keep nodding my head, and if I see everybody else laugh, I'll start laughing, even if I didn't really hear what the fuck they said, because I don't want to sit there going, "What? What'd you say? Excuse me." No. It's been enough. We, I saw. I watch TV now with the closed captioning on, um, because I think if I ask my wife, "What did they say?" one more time, she's gonna fucking kill me. Then I really don't have to worry about any of this. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary and it's crazy. And then you read about these football players that just go fucking batshit crazy one day and they hurt their family or they fucking just come down and just kill themselves. So, yeah, it's, it's fucking nuts. You know, and I'm not saying I'm at that point. Let's, let's not get too scared about this at this point. But it's weird, like, I mean, I get to some dark places. Don't get me wrong, but but I've never tried to do anything stupid like that, you know. But but like I said, but then again, what scares me is who knows. I say that today. Who the fuck knows what my brain's going to do in the next day, uh, which completely change everything. I don't I don't fucking know, and it's fucking crazy. Someone else is driving. Yes. Look, I'm crazy already. You know what I mean? But I'm like a, a I'm a controlled crazy. You know, I know what I'm doing all the time. I just don't don't give a shit. So, so yeah. 
from a medical perspective, I mean, and we've kind of talked about this before, but have they exhausted all different options as far as what to help some of these symptoms? Um, I've gone to like the occupational therapy and the physical therapy and, uh, I've tried this medication. I've fucking tried this. They try to put me on mood stabilizers, which one of them put me on. And I, I felt like I was fucking drooling. Like, uh, I said, this is no fucking good. This, this, this is worse than the other way. Um, so it's, you know, try this, try that. Let's try this for a while, see what happens. We'll try this, we'll see what happens for a while. Um, I don't sleep for shit. I sleep like literally like two hours a night, which is, is not good for the uh, longevity, I think. I don't think that's, I don't think that's good. So the doctor put me on Ambien. Well, they put me on, uh, I don't know what the fuck it's called, but they put me on, and they said, well, start with one. And of course I took one and it didn't do shit. Like I was still up for fucking ever. So they said, okay, we'll try taking two. Well, I tried taking two and it still didn't work. So I called the doctor. I said, look, this is, this, this stuff isn't work." So she says, okay, let's, let's try you on Ambien. Let's see this works. And that doesn't work half the fucking time. I take Ambien and I'm still awake. I feel like I'm immune. So is Ambien just like a higher dosage of like a melatonin? I have no idea. But it's it's crazy though because every now and then it'll work. And like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing half the time. Like <laughs> my one day I woke up and I was naked. Now, I don't sleep naked in the house because, well, who the fuck wants to see that? And two, because I have kids in the house. So I sleep with a t-shirt, pair of shorts. But I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like naked. And I cannot find my underwear anywhere. Like, I, have, I, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I go into my drawer. I put, put on a pair of underwear, and, and uh, I go back to bed. So my wife wakes up in the morning. She goes, were, "Were you putting on underwear in the middle of the night?" I said, "Yeah." Well, the pair of underwear I had on somehow ended up folded in my drawer. Don't remember. I don't remember anything. Like I don't remember anything. And I, one day I took it. I was I passed out, and then Angel was having a bowl of cereal. Well, I came out rummaging around looking. I started eating her cereal. And then she says, go back to bed. So I go back to bed. And then she says, um, the kids are ready to go back to bed. So I, I get, I, apparently I go to Emily's room and I say goodnight to her. And as I'm saying goodnight to her, I'm like falling asleep as I'm talking to her. And then she has the fucking hamster. And I start feeding the hamster out of my mouth. She has like these pretzel treats I put it in my mouth. And I'm like this. And I keep dropping it, and it's like, oh, my God. So the kids were like, what's wrong with Dad? Like, I, I, it was honestly like I was all fucking gimmicked up back in the day on fucking whatever. And was just completely incoherent and out of it. But I was awake. You know what I mean? But So Ambien, you, a couple times it did work, and it put me out. But half the time it doesn't work. I'll take Ambien, and I'll be wide awake. One time I took two of them just to see what the fuck would happen, and it didn't do a fucking thing. Uh, you know, for a second here, I thought you said you were going to, you, you gave the hamster some ambient. 
you put an ambient between your lips and you fed it to the hamster. And- well, yeah, and I'm not that crazy. I, I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know, but, but the anxiety, I can't, I can't, I can't sleep. The fucking mood swings, the just forgetting what the fuck is going on. Would you be able to, would you be able to actually uh, technically uh, medically retire? I'm not doing that. I'm, but I'm just There's wondering. No fucking way. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, if I did, you, you have to retire medically. I guess. I don't even know if that's a fucking thing until you just said it. But there, there are my uh, my mother in law had to do to some health issues, and she's young too. She's only in her fifties, and she had to medically retire, or didn't have to, but she was eligible and she she wanted to. This is what I mean. Like, okay, so I don't know how the fucking would work. I'm sure I'd have to go through fucking go through all kinds of fucking doctors, I guess. I'm quite sure the doctor you see could probably, based upon your interactions with her, sign off on it, the, the stress level of work probably is compounding the situation as well. That doesn't help. Well, but, I mean, it, see, it, that's my point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But then I think, well, if I medically retire, how much money am I actually going to make? Well, these are some things you could probably could look into, and yeah, but then I then I have to mooch off the system, and then I have to basically right. at that point I would become dependent upon the taxpayers and the government to fucking but, pay me, and which but, I'm like fuck, fuck that. Like, I but that but hold on, hold on. I think you're forgetting something. You've been taking care of a lot of other people as well. Who's to say that you are not entitled to being able to be taken care of? I know that's just not. It's just not me. Some guy reached out and goes, Mikey, can we set up a GoFundMe for you? I said, no. I don't need GoFundMe. I don't need money at this point. Who knows? Two years from now, that might change. I'm like, you know, but I don't need a GoFundMe. Like, I don't need money. Like, it's not not about the money. If it was money, I wouldn't stop appearances and I wouldn't stop um, selling shit. You know, I just don't want. I just, I just don't want any of that. I like, I just don't want. It's a prideful thing. I can respect that. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to um, depend on other people. I, I don't want to. Um, I don't. Know, it's just, I don't know. I, it just, I just feel like if I'm not out there all the time, I'm not doing anything. I will be a little more private in my life. And like I said, maybe pop out for WrestleCons, you know, a couple, uh, like one weekend out of the year just to see some people. But I, it's fucked up. Like, I just, I can't. And it's all surreal sometimes. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know? You know, and I played all, hey, how's I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Happy. You know, and it, but it's getting harder and harder to do that. You know, and these fucking migraines I get every day. This is a fucking shit show because it's always behind my right eye. And it's like almost every day for like six to eight hours every day. It's just there behind my eye and just like stabbing into my eyeballs. You know, so I deal with that, which after dealing with this for so long, it gets, it just wears you down. You know, you're like, oh God, here we go again. You know, wonderful. What a lovely existence. 
So be- between that and everything else, dude, it's just it's fucking just crazy, and it's just I don't know. I'm in a fucking bad spot, and not not in a bad spot as in like I'm broke or destitute or or whatever. But I'm just at that point where it's just like all hitting me at once, and I just I can't fucking deal with it. Do you have um? In in this may sound kind of whatever, but do you ever write stuff down in a journal? Um, just thoughts every once in a while, whatever you're thinking or. Um, no. I think a lot of people could benefit from that as well, that you could share some of those experiences if you were just to jot stuff down every so often. And because okay. I guarantee there's, there's probably a lot of people out there who are just as scared. No, I know. And it's just like, and this, this is where the pride thing comes in because I just I don't want people to see me like that when I when I have like bad days. I just don't want to. I just don't like. I get subconscious when people see me now and I'm fat and bald, and when they're meeting Mikey, they're not meeting what they fucking remember Mikey as. I mean, everybody gets older, but I'm like pretty drastic difference. <laughs> You know, so if you take all that, plus then you add the fact that I'm uh, easily confused um, and uh, hyperventilating internally about my surroundings, uh, I just don't want, I just want to put myself in a spot where I'll look like that. Does that make sense? Sure. Absolutely. What are some things that do make you feel good? or do bring you some level of um, contentment that allow you to escape from whatever is going on? Um, watching my kids play soccer actually is very, um, I like that. Like I just, I enjoy it. Sometimes it's hard with the noise, people screaming, mm-hmm. um, but I just put my headphones in and I'll just put like music on, um, just loud enough to drown that out. For the most part, and I just pay attention to the game. But, and I've been playing video games lately. Um, PUBG. I I kill people um, repeatedly, um, which is nice. I don't know if that's a sign of some sort of weird psychosis or some sort of psychotic uh, thing in the back of my head. But. Um, you know, dealing with work all day long and trying to keep it together for work, which is that's a whole other fucking story entirely. Um, but yeah, just since I can't sleep, I just play video games and usually PUBG just to, um, you know, pew pews pew, 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 pew. and kill people and murder them. Have you, uh, have you shared as much of this with your folks? No, 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 no. That's no. That's not. That's not gonna happen. There's no way. May, I mean, maybe eventually it'll get to the point where I'll have to, because my mom will say to Angel, "What's wrong with John Michael?" Um, but yeah, no, no, no. They they're uh, old school. I don't know how this would fly. This type of uh, uh, what do you call it? This type of openness. No, well, that too, or that this type of uh, um, 
I'm afraid if I did that, I would get a, a uh, suck it up and deal with it type of response. Wow. So now I'm not saying that that would be the case. Right. But I just don't want to. You don't want to uh, broach that might, conversation. Yeah, because if it does go that way, then it's going to mind fuck me even more. And I don't need that. Sure. So. Yeah. There it is. I think you speak very eloquently about this situation. I mean, for as much as we've talked about it on the phone and would we ever have an episode about it? It was the yes. Yeah, I know. This, yeah. But this is good, though. Oh, I think this is, this is great. Good. Yeah, this is fucking awesome. No, you get my point, though. I think your message, your voice is probably going to help a lot of people. Yeah. No, so it's just, it's just between all that and just the normal physical issues I deal with, the knees. I mean, my right knee technically has to get replaced. Um, but I just pushed that off. I haven't got surgery in my neck yet. I still sneeze and my arms go numb. So now, now I look at a list. I feel like almost like Jerry. Like, well, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. But should I even fucking bother? Because if my brain keeps going the way it's going, I'm just going to be like. Uh, you know, and then then is it gonna fucking matter? So yeah, so I go from being totally fine to yeah, no problem. This is all you know, a, a big, uh, you know, I'll just go away. No big deal. You you know, you ignore it, it'll go away. Um, kind of like you would know diabetes, it just goes away. <laughs> oh my um, god. Yeah, and I go. So I go from, from thinking I'll just go away to like the end is near. This is it. To somewhere in the middle. That's, that's, I mean, that's really it, basically. I mean, I can't really say much more than that. So, I mean, the doctor said to me that you're, the, a normal person's brain takes information and it, it circles around here like this, inside the brain. Nice and smooth, information gets off where it needs to get off and it's all good. She said, my brain, the information goes like this. All over the fucking place, um, and she said, "What well, it's 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 because my brain has had so many." She calls them traumatic brain injuries, but I don't wouldn't really say they're that traumatic. Uh, con concussions, really, right? Or just shots to the head. Um, they call it a TBI. So as I've gotten one here, and then one here, and then one there, just randomly, my, my brain has learned how to cope with it and make it work. Um, but now with my brain getting older, naturally just getting older and um, just, this is just hitting me like, you know, it's just, it's just getting worse. Um, my brain doesn't exactly know what to do all the time. So if, if you take me out of my routine or somewhere I'm not comfortable doing, forget it. Like it, it's like a fucking severe meltdown. You know, it's just, it's nuts. It's it's crazy. She told me I need to treat my brain like like a um, a cherished ornament, crisp, glass Christmas ornament from my great 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 grandmother. I'm like, oh, that's good. So it's yeah. And the best is I I can I I remember exactly where I started to have these issues. 
not majorly, but first I thought something a little fucking weird. It, it was back in 95, and I got two concussions back-to-back days. And you, know, you had the first concussion, you know, and, you know, you're kind of like, oh, fuck, you know, what's going on? And then, you know, you work the second day when you have a headache, maybe nauseous, but then you get another one the next day. That's kind of when I, I pinpointed to where I started to feel. That's when kind of headache started to a degree, and that's when... Um, that, that's just where I pinpointed to, to, to where when I first started with the headaches and started seeing some things here and there, nowhere near as frequent as it is now, but that's as far back as I can go to remember when I started to feel not exactly 100% right. Well, Mikey, hey, uh, you got plenty of people here in the chat, you know, that are behind you, you know, here for you. I know, I know myself, Freelanar, you know, you need anything, you know, I, we all know you're a little proud, but if you ever need anything, you know, just ask. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm probably never going to ask, but, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I just don't want to, I just don't want to look like an idiot. You know what I mean? So and who knows this Mike, I could change my mind tomorrow. And I'm not going to make appearances or anything, but, you know, just completely change my mind and be like, well, I'm going to start, uh, like Mike said, starting like a journal or, or telling everybody everything. Who knows? Like, it really depends what kind of mood I'm in. I think a big thing for you, just based upon what you've said. Is my pants? Is, well, you need to find out why you're, you're naked sometimes. I, I would this, put that on there. Just hold it like that. Don't look. Don't move it. Just hold it. Good job. And my fingers are numb. That's fine. Hold on. Wait a minute. Stop. I spilled water over myself now. My watch is stuck. Okay. Very good. What I was going to say is when it comes to the whole journal aspect of it, if there's things that you're worried about, memories about your wrestling career, that at some point you may forget to write it down, to write stuff down. Um, and, have, you seen, maybe, have, you ever, have you ever seen my handwriting? Uh, I've seen it once on uh, non-autographed stuff, just a sentence. And you have, yeah. the, you have the handwriting of a doctor or a lawyer. That's what, Yeah, so I'm screwed regardless. Like I might have to start doing uh, voice memos. But I'm serious. I think that would be something so you don't get to that point where all of a sudden you start to feel like I I don't have that. You know? It's like 50 first dates where you watch this video as soon as you wake up. Yeah. Know the movie well. Um, have you talked to Cactus? I mean, he's taken some very brutal shots. Yeah, I mean, no, not about this. Have you thought about maybe doing that? Just saying, hey, FYI, no. Is that a pride thing? No, not really. It's just I don't just haven't talked about it. Yeah, there it is. 
Well, does doing this make you happy? What? <laughs> With this? this. Does, does talking to us make you happy? No, not really. Does watching me try to eat uh, garlic powder make you happy? <laughs> yes, I had no idea what day that was, but I did find it quite enjoyable. Well, good. You hey, Listen, in, in, in no bullshit, from you to me, you and I have known each other for nearly three years now doing the show. You it doesn't, doesn't feel any longer than 20. <laughs> you've done more for me personally, and I appreciate that. Okay. And I don't let's, think let's, let's stop talking about that now. You're gonna kill my you're gonna kill my reputation. <laughs> I mean, you have. You really have. You've given me credibility uh as podcaster, but you've also helped me privately and personally uh with a lot of things that I will keep just between you and I because that's the way it shall be. But uh, I do appreciate that. My friends will know this. I will do anything for my friends. And a lot of stuff they don't even know that I do for them. You know, so I just, I don't do it for the recognition. I just do it because if I'm in a position to do something for somebody, I'm just going to do it. That's just how I am. So I'm really not that cranky. Honestly, I'm just, I'm really not. I'm usually goofy and fucking just looped. You know, the whole uh, cranky Mikey shtick on the podcast here was, is not, uh, it's not really legitimate. My sense of humor is legitimate. You're pulling the curtain back now. Well, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really that cranky and angry. Now, are, are you saying you, you were working us all over? Oh, what are you fucking kidding? It's called. It, it, this is a fucking wrestling podcast. Yeah. It's I, just, you know. Uh, I, I still remember, Mikey, the first time uh, when I was part of the After Dark. And you, you looked at me like, hey, Rit, we don't bust on Freeland at, oh, off the air. And I'm like. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I said we're we're nice to Mike off. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Rit didn't get that, that. He didn't get that memo immediately, and he laid it in. <laughs> yeah, it was um. Yeah, I had to kind of smarten him up a little bit. But I got I got to also say sorry, Freeland. But uh, thank you because you know we we've normally known each other and talked. Rare occasions, mm -hmm. but uh, when Colts of Beardo, you know, was promised something and it didn't come to you know fruition, you know, you, you jumped right in there. You didn't have to. You jumped right in there and said, "Hey, I got your guest for next week." But you know, and I don't, I don't remember if I ever said you know thank you, but you know, I appreciated that because certain someone made me look like an ass at first, right. So, thanks for that. No, you're welcome. I still that's, like that's just me. I would still like to be the person to facilitate the the luncheon. Uh, that that hasn't happened yet at this, the. This, uh, this, this part isn't shtick, everybody. This no, I don't this is a, a fucking luncheon. This is a or luncheon a fucking, or a fucking getaway in a cabin. No, no, no. Well, okay, we don't have to do we don't have to do that. But how about how would you feel about this? You know, you guys were going to meet at a Bass Pro, right? 
this is going to bother me. You guys are supposed to be an advanced pro. How about we do this? How about I fly to Pennsylvania? The Ritz, not too far from you. You can drive to Pennsylvania. I can't. I can't stay in a car more than three hours. I can't. All right. Take a break. <laughs> well, well, hey, Mikey, we're safe that he ain't ever going to drive to us. No, it's perfect. I was just going to say that we could all just kind of have you know a big hangout up in uh, in Lehigh Valley, right? That that's down in Lehigh down Valley. in yeah. Lehigh Valley. Mm-hmm. We could do that. You got a fire pit in your backyard, don't you? Yes. Marshmallows. Just an idea. Hey, listen. Remember, remember, trying... I, remember what I just said? I'm not normally this cranky, for real. <laughs> Here we go. When, when I bring it, comes, it out. When it comes to getting together with people, yeah, no, that's not. Like the whole thing about me being a neighbor, like, yeah, hey, do, yeah that's true. That's just, you know, it's it's true. Your neighbor's stories, though, are classic. I will say that. The the the, the feuding neighbors during election season. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> oh my now god. Alan Harvey. That's that's a thing of beauty. Beauty. There's just some. I mean, the guy the guy Harvey mows his lawn every day, every day, and he goes around the yard chasing out the birds. And I laugh at him, and I think to myself. You know, soon that's probably going to be me. Going through the yard. Come on, birds. Get out of here, birds. Wow. So are you still making your late-night chicken farms, though? No. No? No. I've, I've been addicted to cereal. Now, well, which, is, which is not good. Well, cereal? What's your cereal, what's your cereal of choice right now? Uh, right now it's Honey Nut Cheerios. Those are good. Yeah, but but the problem is, I have normal sized bowls, not what they consider to be a bowl of cereal, <laughs> like a mixing bowl. And what the fucking hearty cereal bowl? Maybe you could call it a soup bowl. <laughs> a hearty cereal bowl. But it's it's you know it's it's big. Yeah, like if if there's anything a cocoa crispy is there, that box is fucked because it could easily be gone in in one sitting. Wow. Oh, okay, Mikey. Here's here's a question, kind of like the burger question. Oh, here we are go. You, are you the guy that puts the cereal in first and then the milk, or the milk and then the cereal? Well, the cereal then the milk. Okay, you're normal. Yeah, who the hell would put milk in first, uh, then cereal? I have seen people put the milk uh, in first and then put whoa, the cereal whoa, 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 whoa. in. What did you say? What is it called? The liquid? The milk. 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 Sounds like you said milk. No, no, milk. Milk. You have let's, let's, let's not talk about how we pronounce things because <laughs> uh, I got that all fucked. Leem. <laughs> hey, hey. I call Liam because that's his name, Liam. Now the guy at work is Liam. Right. I work. I work with a guy named Liam. That's Liam. Understandable. So any of these action figures, you, you still have a few of them left around? All nope. gone. Everything sold out. Mm, I have a couple eight by ten, but everything else is gone. 
nice. Yep. Oh my my Etsy shop is down. Pro wrestling tees is down. So yeah, it's uh, I'm free. I don't have to worry about fulfilling orders on time and make sure I have this right. Did I count my fucking inventory right? So it's just somebody order something for Christmas. They end up get, getting it by Easter. Well, <laughs> you know, this happens. Nice. So, indeed. I don't have a spreadsheet. Leem says I uh, asked about spreadsheet. I don't have a spreadsheet. We can still buy stuff from spreadsheet, though. But front row material stuff? Yep. I don't know how the hell you're going to access it, but yeah. I guess we could. <laughs> we ain't getting paid. <laughs> no, like I said, there's nothing. I mean, that's how Rick got the hat. Rick got the shirt. Someone else just told me they just recently bought a shirt. And I'm thinking, oh, Mikey's probably, it's probably hooked up somewhere. He's, you know, through a spread, you know. You know. No, no, idea. no. The, the shirt was from Pro Wrestling Tees. That was from, like, one of your first 10 episodes. You know how much shit we've sold on Pro Wrestling Tees? Two shirts? Not not two shirts, but it's not a lot. Oh, I know Freeland didn't get one. And the orange is on. God damn it. Why? <laughs> Why is this such a big deal? I wanted one immediately. So I went ahead and got one made. Very simple. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. I have no idea what that spreadsheet account well, is. I don't, I don't even know. It's up and available. People have been going there. I mean, we got we have stuff for babies. We have stuff dog collars for uh, babies or you know small babies, um, keychains, um, fertility patches. We got all we got. There's all that stuff you can buy over at uh, Spreadshirt. Do you know how to log into that? No. Okay. Good. So we're completely fucked. <laughs> I rely on you. I've never logged in there. Fucking uh, oh. Canada set that up. Oh, Canada? He's making money off. <laughs> oh, my God. He's making more than all of us. Oh, my God. We haven't seen a dime, and it's because it's being channeled through Canada. Son of a bitch. The Mitchie time, Blaze just says I got my shirts from, from them, so I don't know. The only time we actually made money was we were doing that fucking Bluetooth shit. Blue Chew. And that, was yeah. the, that, was, that was the only time we made money. We actually got to split it up. Everything else is just kind of fucking expenses. Yes, it was. Moondog Murray wants to know if there's uh, jock straps and uh, FRM condoms. Condoms. Hey, I, I'm trying to figure out why condoms so baggy. You're trying to find out why your condoms are so baggy? Yeah, why? Because you got a little wiener? Oh, I see. No no one says anything there. <laughs> but me? Uh-huh. I, I, can, I can happily say I do not have that problem. Got a big hog? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's big, but it's, you know. We talking it, it, pizza? It, it, it's, it's somewhere between two cold Scorpio and Ric Flair, probably. I wouldn't go that far. Because you've seen Two Cold Scorpio and Ric Flair, correct? <laughs> well, I, we're not I, saying. I like, guess I don't. I don't just on I don't accident, really. you know what I mean? 
they pull it out, it hits the floor. Someone thinks they dropped their deodorant. You turn around, <laughs> it's a swans. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I don't know. Happens. The baby arm, man. All I know is that those those normal condoms are just a little tight. That's all I know. Well, to quickly change the subject, this I was just the, this here has uh, been the highest rated viewed live episode since Jay Lethal. Twenty six live viewers in here right now. Twenty six live. Twenty six deep. How you feel about that? Tremendous. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, so Jim, Jim. So Jim McMahon says. I'm married, and I'm on his schedule. Once a month, if I'm lucky. Not even. We have what's called ABC sex. Have you ever had ABC sex? Anniversary, birthday, and Christmas. Christmas. I did find a way to uh, um, have it every day. Um, because every day is a fucking holiday. It's fucking National Dog Day, and, and this. So, I never learned the alphabet. So National Dog Day, you're getting it on. Yeah, it's a D. Secretary Day is an S. Man, could you imagine if you were born on Christmas, got married on Christmas, you're, you're screwed. One time a year. Yeah, but that's 24 hours, though. <laughs> you, you better hope. Well, you don't have to hope. That's how long a day is. This is 24 hours, right? Yeah, I'm talking about hope, but how long you can last. No, you can rejuvenate. You, Red, you were telling me you got a quick turnaround, right? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm telling you what? You rejuvenate fairly quick. What? 10 minutes? A Gatorade. <laughs> Mikey, what's the turnaround? Now or then? <laughs> we'll, we'll go. Well, let's go now first. Now first. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, what well, about no, here's the, but no, here's the thing. Like, I'm not going to detail here. I wasn't expecting it. But I make sure the boss is taken care of. And then I make my make sure myself is taken care of. By then, you're probably like an hour, an hour and a half in. Whoa! So there's no need to go twice. An hour and a half in. I tell you what, that's a spicy meatball. Oh, you know, start calling Mikey the Iron Man. Oh, it's a fucking struggle. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I'm usually I'm usually good. Commercial break guy. I am perfect on that. I tell you what. Nice. The um. Yeah, but you you can't just have like like if it was a constant, bing 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 bing. It wouldn't. It would not. It, it would not be good. Because that would finish early, but I'd be fucking completely out of breath. So yeah, you gotta switch things up. You know what I mean. Hmm. But yeah, always make sure the boss is taken care of. Because if you take care of the boss, 
show her a good time or show him a good time, depending on your situation. Um, yeah, they'll keep them back. <laughs> Don't even do it, Freeland. I'm not going to do anything. I, hey, you know what? I disagree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. That's what it is. If, if, you, if you constantly hear that your wife's not in the mood, you're not doing something right. You got you got you got to tease them every now and then. You got you got to tell them. We, you know, you know what I love about this. We've we've gone from like a Doctor Phil conversation to now what Doctor Ruth. I tell you what. So, well, we have hit the second hour. This is FRM after dark. This is this is the the uh, the second hour. I'm hoping to get to thirty viewers. That would be nice. We're twenty eight right now. Well, Rich, should I should I bring the guys on for the uh, the discussion? I know they've been waiting in the uh, An another exotic ex ex uh, episode of Around the Horn, Around the Wrestling Horn. I still cool. need to know. I still need to know about this. Uh... Should, should we change it to Around the Ring? No, I mean I, I don't. I don't necessarily think the title really factors into it. It's, just uh... like the just like the points. They don't matter. No. You're just waiting for what, Mikey? What were you saying? The points thing. I'm still confused on this point thing. There's no points thing. There's no points thing. It's just like, it's just. It's bullshit. It's just for fun. It's a conversation. Very good. Have you ever watched uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. The points don't matter. Nope. That's right. All right. Let's let's go ahead. And let's Let's bring them in here. Uh, we're, we actually have somebody different this week who's going to going back us. to our previous conversation about three minutes ago. The point does matter. Indeed, and and you need to find out why condoms are so baggy. Red. You're telling me. Goodness gracious! Let's 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 bring the our, our cast of uh, who's coming in. Well, we got about four or five different people coming in. We got Mike Cook coming in first. He likes his women as thick as can pancake batter. <laughs> pancake batter. Pancake batter. And he also likes to drip maple syrup on them. That's not healthy. <laughs> well, it's quite high on sugar, but let's bring him on in here. Mike Cook, what's going on, buddy? For the record, I use sugar-free syrup. Oh, you know, good. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't upset about the, the, the syrup. They're like the... Is pancake batter. Pancake batter. Okay, so let me let so, me so you, so, hold on. Let me let me give you my thing before you go into your explanation. Because you say okay. thick like pancake here. I'm thinking down there it's a little thick, frothy. So that might cause some uh, <laughs> stop it is sticky. It wouldn't be like a smooth ride if you know what I mean. Yeasty. <laughs> Mikey Whipwreck, that's you've what been I think. That's way too long. Well, that's what I think of if you say, oh, "My women think like pancakes." I'm going. So, my, Mikey Freeland's been rubbing off on you too. Nah. So don't so, say that. It, it, so it tell us what like you mean by the thickness in the pancake batter. So, for starters, once again, Mikey around Freeland way too much. He's he's rubbing off on you. It's influence. It's it's not like you, Mikey. Uh, what that I mean by thick like pancakes. 
What I mean by thick by like pancake uh, unit. unit. That's right. Sorry, put me over. Hey, you got everyone on my show going Mike unit at times. Hold uh, on. Thanks for thanks for putting me over on that. Not for anything, Mike. When you come on the stream, it drop four people. Well, if You're it makes terrible. you feel better, you guys, you guys beat me by two on the Blushing Berries episode where Mike Unit was literally blushing for like two thirds of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, tell, so, so tell us about this pancake uh, batter. So, honestly, what started it was a day at work. I was checking out my coworker, and you know, I noticed her butt was like thicker than usual, and. Uh, I don't know. It just literally came out my mouth where it was like, man, leave me alone. I was in my defense because she caught me looking. I said, you're thick like pancake batter. If you make your pancake batter thick, you enjoy it more. Nobody wants runny pancake batter. When it's runny, it burns easy. When you make it thick, like when you whip it up thick, you put in that waffle iron, you know, it gets all nice and fluffy and it's got the right brownness to it. You add some maple yeah. syrup to the mix when you do it. You know, it holds together. You know, thick like, because it's, it's pancake batter. You enjoy waffles and pancakes. You know, it's like a, a guilty pleasure. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm what made me at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's one of those things. It only makes sense if you're into women who are thick in the right areas. You know, it's just one of those metaphors that just comes out. It's a Southern thing, Mikey, you know, if you catch my drift. Well, hold on that thought. Before we, we catch any other drift, let me bring in some other people in here. Uh, wow. Okay. He's going by a new name here. We usually refer to him as, uh, as Home Depot Jesus, but not anymore. We also refer to him as Vince Russo Jr., not anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm welcoming in Dirk Diggler. What's going on, Dirky? <laughs> Dirk Diggler. And once again, can't hear you. Okay, we're going to wait on Dirk. Dirk but as we're waiting on Dirk, I'm going to bring another buddy in. Uh, he is the savant. He uh, basically uh, rips his rhymes and is a big... Uh... Is that you, Dirk? Still can't hear you. I'm hoping that Anton this week can explain to me the phenomenon that is Warak because I need to find this out. Uh, come on in, Anton. Uh, Warak, I need to know. Fucking what's going hate on. those guys. I got to find out what's going on with Warak. I got to ask you. Fucking hate those guys. So well, I actually know a dude that they're touring with. I met him at the gathering one year, and we shared the same birthday. That guy's name is Fury, and he is bizarre from D12's Hype Man, and they have toured together frequently. That guy's actually cool as shit. He's from the north. East area somewhere, and uh, but I, I don't I don't get the war rack thing whatsoever. Like the shitty videos that actually made them popular, like they're so bad. Like the rapping off beat, looking at a fucking phone. There is no beat playing, descending from shit. It, it's fucking awful. Well, like, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. What I need you to do, take an ambient. Okay, I want you. <laughs> would, hey, Dirk, can you hear me now? He said he's got to restart. He's got to restart. That's fantastic. And then finally, uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in, we call him the Renegade. 
The studio allows six people at a time. What the hell? First off, we don't call none of these people the renegade. No, we got renegade. I got to bump somebody because I can't have more than six in at one time. That's bullshit. We're supposed to be well, able to have ten. Well, and the stream. The studio limit is six people. Why? Why is the studio limit six people? Well, let's do this then. Okay, Mikey gets a pass. Rick gets a pass. I was last year's champion, last week's champion, so I get a pass. Anton gets a pass because, you know. We're going to wait on Dirk Diggler. We're going to wait on Dirk Diggler. We got to get rid of Dickley. Um, I saw Mikey Sparks mentioned in the chat about a thick like pancake batter t-shirt. I am working on that. It's just trying to find what I want it to look like. And I'm not just going to put anything on a t-shirt and put the MWO logo on and say, here you go. I want it to look right, you know, and get the opinions of others when it comes to it. Because he's not idea. going – there's many others that say they want a, a thick like pancake batter T-shirt for their women. I have an idea. What's up? Design it after a pinup doll, but make it be pancake batter being poured out, and it is in the shape of a very thick fucking pinup doll, and have it under it like it's dripping down, thick like pancake batter. Okay, my drawing skills suck. I'm better at talking than drawing. So I know if you know people. anyone. I know some people. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for drawing. All right. Hey, let's make it happen. Twenty bucks and they'll make a pancake batter logo for sure. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's inter let's introduce let's introduce Renegade here. He's new to the show. Uh, how's it going, buddy? It's going good, man. About time I got it on in here. Started from the bottom down here. Yeah, I almost had to turn my webcam off though. I was talking about Betty Crocker movie. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good show. Um, do we have any update on uh, on Liam? He's restarting his phone. No, he's restarting his phone. Okay. Yeah, his, his phone saw me and got scared out of uh, fear of my unit. So. Oh, in the fear of your phone. unit. It's not it's not his fault. It's it's that it's that Mike Unit Envy. Oh jeez. I'm in a very uh, happy mood tonight, no offense. You know. I, you are. Yeah, I mean, hey, tonight's episode, y'all beat the Blushing Berries episode by like four viewers, you know. Congratulations. You know well, we we, uh, we do our very we do our very best. I I did watch some parts of it. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't get to see the full interview because I was plugging it to more and more people. Like I was mentioning at my job, it was on Instagram. It was on my Facebook, of course, obviously Twitter, just to make sure that, you know, nobody misses this episode. So I'm pretty sure a few people at work are going to mention, Hey, that was a pretty good episode that you uh, got us on to. So, you know, once again, Mike Freeland, you pulled a rabbit out of the hat and we love you for it. Cause you pretty Not much, we're like your Make-A-Wish kids. Oh, my God. Think about it. I uh, I don't know really what to say here. Does anyone feel like a Make-A-Wish kid and I'm their version of John Cena? We didn't say that now. We just said it was comparison. Like thick like pancake batter. Right. Yeah, we're, we're not actually. Yeah. Ne never mind. Moving forward. Next week's episode of. Uh, <laughs> 
hey, I'm, I'm plugging you in for next week. I know you guys aren't doing the show for Tuesday night. Sorry, I got my blazer ready. Hopefully my FRM shirt will come in this week because on next Tuesday, we're going to have FRMWO. Oh. We're going to be doing Mike World Order, but it's basically a tribute show to FRM. Since you guys won't be on there Tuesday night, we figured keep it going and just do because now that I think about it, when was the last time you guys done the best of show? I don't think oh, you guys well, or ever we, did. We did some in the past, but um, we have not done one recently. So, well, I'm growing my beard out and I already got my blazer <laughs> ready from the cleaners. I'm just waiting on my front row material. Dirk is going to be playing the role of Rick. And uh, yes, you are. Yes, no, you I'm are. Not. Yes, no, you I'm are. Not. Yes, no, I'm you not. are. If no, I I'm say you are, yes, you are. Yes, uh, go yes, like this? No, no, not that. Just put like a cap on or something. We're basically I'm not parodying fucking doing it. Come on, man. You agreed before. You know Dirk, what? You're I didn't agree it. I was going to be red. Dirk, Dirk, you're, you're being red. You, you, so you're yeah, going to put a cap hat on. It can work. Just put you're going to put a cap hat on. It'll all be good. Yeah. Don't worry. Why? You're just I'm as charismatic as Rid is. There's nobody who's quite as charismatic as the Renegade. Renegade, how you feeling, buddy? Feel pretty good. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> if anybody is not familiar with the Renegade, the Renegade is a, uh, it's a good dude. He's a real good guy. Wanted to invite him in here. Um, it looks like we're not going to have the butt tonight. So uh, he's going to be sitting in for the butt. So uh, we got Mr. Renegade with us tonight. So who's ready by a show of hands to jump into our uh, our questions? Who would like to just start around the horn? You ready for this? That's what I like to hear. Well, there's no reason to do that. Oh, round one. Round one. Uh, I see round, yeah. uh, round one. See? Uh, wait a minute. Am I? Well, hold on a second. What? Oh, man. The butt is ready. I tell you what. Here's what we're going to have to do here. Let me do this. Um, let me put myself on pause. Let me bring in Rit. I'm going to let you take over here for a second. I'm going to figure something out, okay? Okay. All right. Let me do this. <laughs> so, oh, guys. Dirk, other suck, man. Like you were supposed to be my. Uh -oh. you hey, yo. That's okay. That's okay. And there we go. There's our good friend, the butt from the north. How you doing? Doing well. Okay. How are you gentlemen doing? Uh, we're doing here. So, uh, why, why don't you why don't you give us a little story about the easiest car sale in the world? Oh, gone wrong. You can't shut up. Give me a minute. I'm gonna close the door so the wait. <laughs> <laughs> Man, as of right now, we hey, got Rit, thank you, by the way. Okay. So I went to get the way for new car. Knew exactly what we wanted. However, the sales guy just would not shut up. It's like, man, this is what we want. Well, how about this? No. We want the 2021 Equinox. Well, how about this vehicle? No. That black Equinox, right there. Do up the fucking paperwork. That, that, that's what we want. Well, how about this vehicle? I don't have time to for this bullshit. And if I'm talking, just shut up. Don't fuck talk over me. This is a very simple sale. 
do paperwork for that vehicle, and everybody wins. Two hours later, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not doing this, not playing this game. So the wife's going back tomorrow by herself to do the paperwork because I just can't fucking handle it. You couldn't have got easier. Just do up the paperwork. And we're finished. But he just wanted to talk and tell me what I wanted, even though that wasn't what I wanted. Just very simple. Just listen. Shut your cock washer when I'm talking. Don't talk over me. <laughs> and you'll sell a car. $40,000 car. All he had to do was the paperwork. I don't know. That w- I would think that's a salesman's dream, no? You walk in, I want to buy that. Okay. Doesn't get much easier, does it? No. Well, but don't take this the wrong way. We're going to put you back in the backstage so we can bring uh, Mr. Freeland back out. Aww. <laughs> wow. True. True. God damn. What kind of crap was that? Why am I off the feed? And what is this I hate Canada crap? It's true. You know what? Here's the deal, Rit. I love you. I appreciate you. But you know what? There is no room for insubordination. Right now, you gotta go. Oh. Ritster had to leave. No other words can describe it, but let's bring the butt back. Wow. I don't want to come back now. Fuck you guys. <laughs> You're back. By the way, I don't hate Canada. I don't know where this whole concept of I hate Canada came from. What do you oh. love about Canada? Um, I love, yeah, love the bacon, eh? Um, I love the elk and the moose that you guys have there. I love the heart foundation. I love the um, and that's about all I got. Can we go? You guys have a lot of snow. Renegade, what do you like about Canada? Well, it's up there. Cool. I like it. I like it. It's up there. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. I'm liking it. All right. So. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go and uh, I've, I've dialed it back as far as the amount of questions. I've dialed <laughs> it back a little bit. And it was for no other reason other than it was my own choice. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So question number one, Mark Henry um, recently jumped over to AEW. If you guys are not familiar with this, he was on the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. It was a big major announcement. So Mark Henry is now going to be not only an analyst on one of their shows, but he's also going to be a backstage coach. Obviously, the backstage coaches currently consist of Billy Gunn, Dean Malenko, uh, Jerry himself, and I do believe there are some other ones as well. However, Mark Henry is joining the crew. I'd like to go around and get your takes on this. Do you think that Mark Henry is going to be a good color commentator or analyst and or coach? What are your takes on that? So the first thing that we're going to do is I'm going to throw it over to Mike Cook. Mike, I'd love to get your take on the whole concept of Mark Henry coming to AEW. I'm all for it. Uh, A lot of people in the beginning, you know, were kind of negative about saying, oh, another old timer trying to wrestle. No, I think the difference with, you know, the experience, let's say the experienced veterans coming in. 
Um, it just adds more knowledge to spread on the uh, the younger talent, especially for someone like Mark Henry, a strong man. We do have some strong man gimmick wrestlers. You got your Will Hobbs. You got your Luchasaurus. You got your Brian Cages. They can all benefit from going to the learning tree with Mark Henry, uh, no doubt. And, yeah, he's doing commentary. Um, if you've never listened to Mark Henry on Busted Open Radio, you're missing out on so much that uh, Mark Henry talks about in terms of different storylines and the storytelling and how it makes sense, you know, putting it together. Because Mark Henry was one of those guys. Yeah, he was a late bloomer, but when it finally clicked, it finally clicked. So to have him on there to give that experience, to have the younger guys not make that same mistake benefits a whole lot. I like it. Let's throw it to Anton. Anton, what's your take on Mark Henry coming to AEW? Do you think it's a good move or a waste of money? I actually, I like the idea, to be honest, because like Mike said, you know, while he was a late bloomer, once he learned, once it finally clicked in his head, it did, it clicked. It really did. And, you know, to still align for Menzo, you know, you can't teach size, you know, you can't teach that. So it's one of those things where while they have a great roster of coaches, they're mostly smaller dudes. So having a coach who actually is of a bigger statute, I think will help bigger guys, you know, especially when you have Lance, Cage, et cetera. You know, so I think that actually will be useful long term. Um, I've only caught a little bit of busted open, so I don't really know how I feel about the commentary. But if it's like listening to any other down south African-American Texan just go off, I'll probably be amused by it if we're being real honest can't be much worse than Big Show, which Big Show isn't bad. It just, you know, that's taking some getting used to from my point of view. But he, Henry stated he wants one last run, and it's not to win anything. It's to put people over. Well, fuck, that, that's the name of the game. So if he wants to fucking help people build on the way out, two thumbs up. Fucking bring that on. That's the name of the business. So, But let's I'm agree with that. this. I mean, at the end of the day, wrestling, as much as we say it is about wins and losses, and it's not about wins and losses, if you have a good match, does anybody really care who won or lost? If it was no, really good and the fans loved it? No. No, no. one's going to care. All they're going to remember is how great the match was. Oh, yeah, at the end of the day, such and such won. But that's beside the point. That's what wrestling fans really like. But what's your take on Mark Henry? What's your thoughts on his career work? And do you think that he will be a good addition to the AEW family? I could see him being more beneficial as a talker than a worker. I mean, he's never really been great in the ring. Unfortunately, he's no technician. He will help with a little bit of the power moves, obviously, that will help Cage, Hobbs, uh, Archer to a lesser extent. They also have other guys that are that could help with that. They have uh, Dustin Rhodes there. He's not a power guy, but he's a bigger dude that can show those moves as well. I'm lukewarm on it. Honestly, I've never been a big Mark Henry fan. I mean, he's the talking, I think, will be great on Busted Open. He's pretty solid. I've listened to it a little bit. He, he does have good energy to him that way. I've actually met him in person here in Kingston at a show. I just don't know what he's going to bring in the ring. I just don't I don't get it. It's great to have another name, another legend. I could do without it. Fair enough. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to Dirk. 
Dirkster, you've heard people's takes so far on whether or not they think Mark Henry is a good addition to AEW. You always have a very uh, unique perspective on things. So do you think that it is money well spent bringing somebody in, a veteran, a Hall of Famer? Obviously, you can't go wrong with those credentials. Uh, obviously, an Olympian. Olympian. Um, what do you think about all of this? Uh, uh, I'm kind of kind of neutral on it, to be honest with you. Um, the guy's, he's had a great career. I mean, not like, you know, up to the level of what I would want from a wrestler, but I mean, he's, he's made his name. He's, he's done good. He's been a world champion and all that. Uh, if, as long as they're not bringing him in to be a wrestler at any point, which I'm pretty sure they're not, then that's, you know, okay with me. If they're using him for, uh, helping out the guys in the back and, uh, as an analyst or whatever, I mean, that's fine. I the only thing I don't get with that is why you would spend that much money to bring someone in just to help out in the back. Um, if he does the odd match, okay, but I mean, like, you know, the money could be allocated better. I would think um, they already have some great coaches in the back, like uh, Jerry, Dean Malenko, uh, Arn Anderson. You know, guys like that. Uh, they don't really need someone like Mark Henry there. Um, no offense to him, but you know, I mean. He's not what I would think of as a uh, trainer I would want if I was in the back. Okay. Um, and, you know, just like like I said, if, if he's not going there to wrestle, that's fine. But otherwise, I just don't know. It would be a lot of money probably to sign him. And uh, I think it would probably just be for the name value, if anything, just to get more people talking. But I don't know why he would be there otherwise. Fair enough. Fair, uh, fair take on that. Uh, Renegade, uh, what's your take? Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. He was a big part of the Attitude Era, a big part of the faction of the Nation of Domination. He's a WWE Hall of Famer, multi-multi-time world champion. Um, the the accolades go on and on and on. What do you think with him coming into AEW? Do you think this is a good addition for the yeah, training the newer talent as far as mic skills and in-ring skills, maybe being somebody who speaks... Uh, on a level of maybe the, the bigger guys as well, like Bear Country, like Hobbs, maybe working with them as far as being larger guys. Do you think it's a good idea to bring him in? Oh, what? Uh, is it Mark Henry? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. No, I have to agree completely with you. I think he's a really good dude. Um, I think at the end of the day, he's one of these people that, you really want to to maybe have around so you can pick his brain. Good, good analyst uh, analysis on that. So with that being said, we're going to go to our first round grades here in three, two, one. Boom. Mike Unit coming in at 10. Anton, 12. But eight. Dirk coming in at nine. Renegade at 12 as well. I like that as well. You still suck. Oh, my God. I can't help it. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. All right, so here's here's what I love the look on Liam's face. Liam, do you, is there something bothering you, my friend? I'm I'm good. I think I gotta go to the bathroom or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Are you upset right now? Always. You you should not be upset. You you think I'm always upset or something? Like what's no? What's I just mean? I just get that feeling. So let's let's go on to our next topic and let's see if you might want to feel a little bit better. 
Boom, next topic. Leo Rush actually arrives at AEW's Double or Nothing. Let's go ahead and let's start with Anton. Anton, what's your take on Leo Rush? I know obviously mm. there's uh there's a little bit of a of a tension originally there with he and Mark Henry, um, but Leo Rush has gone on to make comments since the Double or Nothing pay-per-view that they have since kind of squashed that and they're looking to work together in the future. What's your take on Leo Rush showing up? So I caught a little bit of his GCW stuff recently where he was doing a Blackheart gimmick and basically Frieza from Dragon Ball Z being a combination of The Fiend and Undertaker, no selling everything. And when you are my right. size and I'm like 5'5", five five, when you right. are my size and no selling fucking everything, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I'm not taking that seriously whatsoever. Like zero, literally zero. I would actually fist fight this man even if he were to whip my ass just to fucking do it. I'm... I leave AEW playing every week because I want them to get their ratings. I want them to do well. Every time this motherfucker shows up on my TV, I'm clicking the fucking button. I'm clicking the motherfucking button every time. I hope they, I'm glad him and Mark Henry squashed their beef. I hope Mark Henry smacks him around like a fucking fly. (laughs) Like This is truly one of the things that they have signed where I'm like, wow, I give no fucks. (laughs) Wow. Zero fucks. Let's, let's start to Mike Cook. Mike, what's your take on Leah Rush? Do you also feel the same? Do you think that uh, youth and exuberance just kind of take over too much when it comes to this guy? Do you think he respects the industry? What's your take? So, okay, this this is going to sound biased. Forgive me. So I'll keep it short. Speak on your on your mind. I strongly doubt you're going to keep it short. (laughs) Oh my god. You're going to lose points, and, but and that's why you're at the bottom, but so anywho, <laughs> I've seen Leo rush ever since he wrestled in Maryland. Cause he's from Baltimore. Okay. He was attitude wise, cocky and shitty. Then I really didn't like it when he did that spot where he took a power bomb off the top of a ladder through a table and no sold it with, a, you know, doing the comeback. I didn't like that either. Uh, didn't like his attitude in WWF. There's just something about him. You just can't help but when you look at him, you just want to slap the shit out of him. Like you want to <laughs> grab him and have Anton on one leg and then have Renegade on the other, even though I just met him. And we just <laughs> dunk his head in the toilet and having, you know, Liam record it the whole time. Like, you know. I, I just, he's always been that way with me. I didn't like him when he went to MLW and won the belt from Myron Reed. I didn't like him when he got on New Japan. I was glad to see El Phantasmo super kick his head off. I I just don't like Leo Rush because of his attitude for the sport, which doesn't surprise me because he's your typical DMV person. So do you think this is something that's just, He's just too young and immature, or do you think no, that, that cannot be falling upon anymore? Freeland, he could be your age and still be immature, and we don't want whoa. him. Okay? Whoa, whoa, yeah, why does that got to come up? To, why Why do I got to? The oldest one in the room is Butt right now, right, Butt? Yeah, but you're older than me. I'm uh, no, I think, yeah. Oh, that's right. Liam, Liam just turned 50. That's right. My bad. Please continue. Yeah. I, I apologize. Right, I'm not 12 like you with the painted on beard. I'm just saying, no matter what age, the point I was getting at, no matter what age he can, he's going to be, you can't get rid of that type of ignorance, you know? And I just don't like him. 
No, and, and that's respectable. That's respectable. And I like the fact that you used, you know, from a historical standpoint, the different promotions he went to and how he never could get it together. You kind of built upon what Anton was saying. So let's go, let's go to, uh, let's go to Dirk here. Dirk, AKA, um, what is it? Don't even give me your bullshit about being muted now. I've unmuted you, you screwball. All right. Um, what's your take on Leo Rush? Do you agree with the last two sentiments? Do you think he should be given another chance? What's your thoughts? Uh, I pretty much agree. Uh, the guy, he's, he's obviously got a ton of talent. Nobody can deny that. But, I mean, the it's just like Mike was saying, like with the power bomb, you know, and no selling it. I mean, fuck off. That was just that was that was a drizzling shit. So it was just terrible. Uh, but I mean, I saw him in NXT. That was when I first got a kind of look at him, and yeah, he's got a shitload of talent. But holy fuck, like it, just like problem after problem when that guy's online or in an interview, he's just shit talking someone or making it seem like he deserves everything. I mean, we look back at uh, the whole thing with Bobby Lashley and all that and how he was, um, you know, saying how he deserved a certain amount of money and he wasn't even up there as far as a, uh, you know, status or anything. You, you earn what you, uh, you have to earn your, your keep as you go. And this guy, he just seems like he thinks he deserves everything. I don't know. If he was actually signed by AEW, I don't know if it was just a one-off or not. So far, um, it is a, it is a not to interrupt you, but it is a one-off right now. He's still yeah. currently working with New Japan. However, right. New Japan does have a working relationship with AEW. We yeah. will be talking about the infamous. Uh, what does Tony Khan refer to himself as? The something door, forbidden door, the forbidden Back door. door. We're going to be talking about the forbidden door promo that was cut Friday night before Dynamite aired. Um, that will be a topic, but please continue. No, just just basically to sum up, um, it just seems like it's kind of stereotypical. Uh, I'm a young guy. I think I know everything. Um, I don't need to get anybody's respect, and uh, let me just show you my talent, and it's not good enough. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you're a little prick and you don't know how to sell anything, get the fuck out of here. Let's go ahead and throw it over to Renegade. What's your take? Leo Rush, do you think this is something that if the opportunity presents itself, much like most recent additions like a Matt Seidel, um, do you think that this would be a guy who would be a high flyer that would be really good for the company? Or do you think mm, that's too much baggage, too much attitude? I'll take a pass. Right, right. Yeah. You've heard it said that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and don't piss in the wind or you're going to get wet. I've heard that too. No, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, at the end of the day, if he comes to AEW, he needs to be able to, to start that journey again. He needs to, to reinvent himself. He needs to make himself a lot more. Um, he needs to, immerse himself into the culture of AEW. Like Mike was saying, like Anton was saying, and also uh, like Liam was saying, that attitude stuff has to stop, and he does need to start things new, and he need, need to be on a new journey as well. Very good point on that. I like what you were saying. Let's throw it over to Butt. But what's your take about Leo Rush? What's your thoughts on this? Do you think it's uh, a risk worth taking? Nah, it's going to be a disaster. He's a peckerhead. 
He's proven it time and time again, unfortunately. He's got a ton of talent, and it's unfortunate. He's a young guy. He's got talent. He just comes off as a prick. If he could just gear down a little bit, no, the sun does not shine out of Leo Rush's ass. He's not that big of a deal. But if you could just gear that down a little bit, that'd be fine. He could play a good, arrogant, asshole heel, which is great. But he just seems to be an asshole heel in real life. That's not going to fly. That won't get him anywhere, unfortunately. And it's well, too bad because he's got a ton of talent. No, I think there's no doubt that he has talent. And he's a great professional wrestler. However, when, originally what Mike said, when you're in a match and you start no-selling some stuff from your opponent, Mike, you have to agree, that is the fastest way to get a real ass-whipping and lose a few teeth when you go back behind that curtain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, especially with the heat he had when he first got in the WWE. Um, I don't know if you guys remembered Leo Rush, his push the moment he got in got devalued because he was supposed to be cruiserweight champion on 205 Live immediately. But because he gave an ignorant reply to what happened to Emma, because Emma was the first victim of Oscar on main roster, and Leo Rush did a tweet about it and how he came about it. Everyone threw heat on him because, once again, that ignorance factor. He literally, you don't kick a dog when they're down because the next day Emma got released and he did a tweet about it saying, oh, like Oscar's match, she didn't see that coming. I hate to say it, Leo Rush is pretty much our, this current generation's David Richards, if you get what I'm saying. Ooh, interesting, interesting. And I like Jake Davy Richards. Right. Interesting, can't interesting. Stand, can't stand that shooting star into the Kimura, though. <laughs> let's go ahead and let's throw it to our next uh, next topic here. I think this is a really interesting one. and One we don't talk about very often, but I think it's worth bringing up. Because some people say, you know, on the panel, all we do is talk about uh, AEW, WWE, now, we've talked about other promotions before, um, and this is going to be a perfect example. Now, I'm not sure if you're really familiar with this, but Billy Corgan, who is the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, originally was part owner of TNA, or at least he was about to sign on to be a portion. The deal falls through. That never ends up coming to fruition. He doesn't end up working with Dixie. Therefore, he then decides to work in another wrestling promotion. And recently... This is what he had to say. Billy Corgan believes the NWA will be at the top. The top, the very, very top. At the end of the day, he says, just wait. I'm going to throw it to Anton first. Um, I completely respect someone who has confidence in their product. However, would you say this might be going a little beyond confident and you might want to... uh, Dial it back just a little. So Billy Corgan had an independent promotion in Chicago at one point before he worked with TNA and then was a part of Anthem and that whole lawsuit thing that fell apart before he rebought the NWA, the licensing, etc. Um, the NWA was a dying brand. It didn't work in the late 80s and all throughout the 90s. And it went from that to totally back to the 80s with studio wrestling. While they have some great talent, a lot of it's older. Like, you know, older guys. You know, Nick Aldis, 
fucking what, what Sandow, whatever his name is nowadays, uh, Trevor Murdoch, the Pope. Great, a great fucking roster, but not, you can't make 80s fucking wrestling popular again. Like, it has its niche. It definitely does. But on top, especially with the way that action is everywhere else, like, again, I know Jim Cornette's happy about it. Fucking know that. <laughs> but, again, it's not 1987. I agree. Mike Cook, what's your take on this? Billy Corgan believes this. I mean, he wouldn't just go out and say this. I mean, I respect the fact that he is an entrepreneur and he's done all these things. He And he's even pointed at, he said, look at our YouTube views. That was one of his comments in the most recent interview. Look at our YouTube inter- or, uh, YouTube views. We're really coming on. Mike Cook? How do you respond? The NWA will be at the top. How many other people have said that exact same shit? You know what, Mike Freeland? Let's go win the lottery and we can invest in the NWA too. And then we can put it to the top. No, how about you and I win the lottery? We hop on a private jet. We get some mojitos and we find some, well, can't do that. I'm married, but you get my point. Go have oh, some yeah. fun with our money. Yeah. Why, why are we wasting it in, in, in trying to invest it into a company that's just not going to work? I mean, we could make it work with the right people, like me alone. But that's a different story. So I, I, I get where Billy Corgan's going from, you know, with the whole we're going to make it to the top. How? I don't know. With what? I don't know either. Um, I get it. It's just that there's nothing really fresh that you can add to the NWA. I think the only thing that has caught my attention with the NWA within the past year happened last week when the Pope debuted the world television title on a white strap. And I so want that right now. Hmm. I think that's the only thing I've seen within the year that excited me. You are such a belt mark, aren't you? (laughs) Yes. But I mean, have you seen the photo of it? I have not seen it yet, but I feel like people need to keep belt pictures away from you, Mike. I feel like you're, I feel like you're going to do this every time you see a new belt. He's going to be reaching for the wallet, reaching for the (laughs) wallet. And we have to say, no, Mike, just wait. And I'm going to look at you as I'm a grown man. I do what I want. (laughs) But this is true. It it is a, a beauty because, you know, Pope's reason was because of the prestige of it. You know, they had the red strap, they had the black strap, now we got the white strap. And whenever you get a chance, I'll send you a pic of it. But it's beautiful. It's one of those things you can't judge until you see it. But if that's been the only thing that caught my attention at the NWA within the past year, something's not right. And yes, there's still been NWA viewing, but through David Marquez with the United Wrestling Network. You know, no one's pointed that out. If anything, that's what's keeping the NWA even functioning through him. So I don't think that the NWA will be at the top. You know, it's been passed around within the past 10 years like a hot potato. Nobody mm-hmm. wants the NWA. It's like that, it's like that annoying little snot nosed step kid you don't want in your house. It's been tossed to TNA. Zero one had it. Now, you know, Billy Corgan got it. Nobody wants it. NWA Florida had it, and they were like, they don't want it because of the disputes of the booking by the higher directors. Nobody wants it. The NWA just needs to 
be a good little boy and fold. I get it. They're trying to hold on because of the tradition, but it, it just needs to fold. The What's more important, tradition or making money? I, I get that, but it's been it's been obsolete since '91. We all can see that because every time someone brings back the NWA, it's been hot potatoed. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. You don't even want it. You know. Any of you guys listening want it? Not, no. <laughs> I mean, if we all run it together, maybe. <laughs> maybe because we all got a mind for the business. Right. And, That's know. about it. Like, if we all have a stake in it, run it evenly, yeah, fuck it. We could probably do something fun and interesting. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, we'd still end up branding it something else. Like, we would end up doing the ECW thing. We would. You know, we would drop the belt, do something fucking shocking, have some fun with it. Be yeah. front row material, you know, some you know something of that nature. It wouldn't be the NWA, not for long. And that's, and that's pretty much how it's been. The NWA is basically that rebound before you get to the hot chick that you really want, because everyone has used it. Then as soon as they get a little, you know, buzz, that's like buy NWA. I got something better now. That's really what it is. It's the it's the rebound chick of the wrestling promotions. Well, let, me throw, let me let me throw it over to the butt. What is your take on Mr. Corgan? I mean, here's my here's he, <laughs> please. Can, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to cut you off. There's no way you need to be either smoking something, snorting something, <laughs> drinking something, freebasing something, or just <laughs> fucked to think they're going to make it to the top. I'm sorry. They'll have their little niche. They'll be around, and I hope they do. But come on. Nobody gives a damn. But here's the question I want to ask you. It's called the National Wrestling Alliance. Who are they aligned with? Are they aligned with anybody? Because that's the whole point of calling it the National Wrestling Alliance, because it was all these territories that aligned, and they had one unified world champion. But if you do not have a group of constituents working together – it's not an alliance. It's never going to happen again. Because the territories are dead, unfortunately. Yes, you have your your little promotions here. Not always little, but different promotions. But there's not a lot of cross-promoting going on. There's a little more now with AEW. They got some stuff going on. But you're never going to have it like it was back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, early right. 90s. It's done, unfortunately. It's not gotta let it go. There's no point. If he wants to stay around, he can stay around and be a small fish, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, they have some talent there. You know, they're on um what is it, Fight TV, I believe it is now. They're mainly a YouTube show. But you know, they're getting some people watching. Hopefully he's making a buck. Good for him. The wrestlers are making a buck, but He's never going to be anything significant, unfortunately. All right, Dirk, you've been sitting there nicely. You look like you're in a bar. Where are you at right now? The garage. I'm in the garage. <laughs> but it just looks different, the angle you're at. Like, what is right there? Oh, the angle. Okay, gotcha. It just looked different. It's all here. Nice. Drink it in. So, <laughs> what, did you already give your take on Billy Corgan? No. Share it with us. Um, I was initially a pretty big fan of the NWA when uh, Corrigan took it over. 
um, the uh, the shows every week on YouTube. They were actually really good. I really enjoyed those. Had a really good flow. Um, everything was working really well, especially up right up until uh, COVID happened. And you had like Ziggy Dice in there. Which he was, he's an excellent performer. I can't wait to see if he signs with someone else. And they had like Eli Drake, you know, Tim Storm, all those guys. And uh, I was really enjoying it. But you know what? COVID, that was the worst thing that could have happened to them. Um, COVID just wiped all their dreams out. And Billy Corgan did have a really good system in place. He had about a 10-year plan, I think he said. And within the first year, they were wiped out. And it's not their fault. Uh, everybody had to go sign with someone else, like AEW or you know WWE, you know. Uh, and uh, that's a beautiful belt. Well, not really. Well, and um, again. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it it sucks because you know Nick Aldis is a great champion, um, and he's he's a good you know person to put in place as the uh, kind of the crown jewel of the NWA. Yeah, it's like you were saying. What does the NWA represent? That's the National Wrestling Alliance. That was a bunch of different promotions that were under a, a banner. And it's only one promotion. So it's just basically for name. This is not going to go anywhere. I'm sorry to say. And I had high hopes for it. But COVID wiped it out. And the fact that they aren't on YouTube anymore. They're just on fight. You have to pay each month. Okay, like, that's fine. I get it. You got to earn some money from it. But, you know... It's it's just sad because that was actually something that, you know, made me, uh, you know, I was enjoying it because it, it kind of harkened back to the old days. And it wasn't like just overproduced. It was just kind of there like a studio show and it was good. But if he thinks, if Corgan thinks that he has any chance of bringing it to, the, you know, any type of competition with any of the major players right now, like it's, it's not, not going to happen. No. Uh, let's throw it over to Renegade. Renegade, what is your take on the Billy Corgan situation? I know we've, we've talked a lot of it about this so far. Um, I know that you've been a big fan of, of wrestling, especially all different uh, genres of it. What's your take on Corgan, and do you think the NWA does have somewhat of a future? Well, it's not, you know, nothing against uh, Mr. Corgan here, but you know, being on top is not all it's cracked up to be. It gets boring after a while. Uh you know, you just got to change it up every now and then. You know, maybe try it on your side. You know, maybe do the something different. Bring out bring out that uh, that special book you keep in the drawer next to your bed. And maybe do like the the winged Pegasus or the, you know, do, uh, the uh, Irish dung beetles or the, or the twisted scissors. That's That's always fun. I mean, you make you make a very valid point there because at the end of the day, you know, everybody thinks being on top is the be all end all, and, and that's not necessarily how it works. I think that you got to work hard to get there, and you do have to mix it up a little bit. I think if if we're looking at the analogy that Renegade's making, is we need to look at it from the perspective of you know what are we going to replace Nick Aldis with? Who are we going to be able to make interchangeable moves in here to keep the promotion going? I like the analogy here. Uh, let's go ahead and let's take a look at the scores because, as you know, kids, somebody stays, but then somebody's got to go. 
Let's see here. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just adding things up here. Mm -hmm. and carry the two. Carry the seven. Wow, wow. These are some pretty high numbers here. Nope. I carry that one. Boom. I mean, impressed right now. Super, super impressed. You ready for the scores? Okay. Scores are going to be going live in three, two, one. Here are the scores. Mike Unit coming in at 25. Anton, 24. But 26. Dirk, 28. Renegade, 28. Oh. So that Whoa. means we're going we're gonna to have to throw it. We're going to have to throw it here. Hold on. We're going to give you the time here. You're coming back for, obviously, our our big rendition at the end here. But what's your thoughts so far? And always enjoy it. Always enjoy being here. This is the first time I've been eliminated this early, so this is kind of fun. So this is a little crazy here. We got we got we got some some really interesting competition this week, don't we? Yeah. So see what happens. Don't go Come anywhere, please. Please stay stay here in the background with us. Does that sound good? Will. Yep, I'll be All right, right here. Perfect. Wow. It is getting excited. Let me go ahead and let me bring the Rit back in here. Rit, what, what's your take on uh this week so far? I mean, it's it's definitely different, isn't it? it, it it's crazy. Like it, it is such a tight race, and and I've been in gorilla just listening and stuff. I'm I'm, I'm back here taking notes. Like these are five professors. I'm glad, you, Freeland. I'm thank you for booting me. I couldn't compete on this level this week. Well, I'm just Wait. telling you right now. Uh, it's it's a tough go right now. But you know what, kids. Let's go ahead. We're going to step out for a short break. Everybody go ahead and get their drinks, relax, uh, use the restroom. Please make sure you put the lid down. We're going to step out more around the horn. We got many more topics here. We're going to be talking about uh, Tony Khan. Well, whose phone's going off? Yours? That's not mine for once. We're going to be talking about Tony Khan. We're going to be talking about the letter that WWE uh, owner of Inspect Man has sent to all the talent and a whole bunch more. Don't go anywhere. Be right. Big match of my house. I'll bring my guys. You Big match of my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got Junkyard Dog. It's World Wrestling Federation Superstars. I've got Booty's Beef King. Here's George the Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. 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 Wrestling superstars, they're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah. No matter where you are, with bum rustlers, it's just like being in a wrestling ring. With Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. One, two, three, pin. Wherever you are, it's like real wrestling action. With Junkyard Dog and Volvo. Come wrestle anywhere with Hulk and the Iron Sheep. Okay, kids, about to collapse. Wrestle anywhere with wrestling superstars, thumb wrestlers, new from LJN. With wrestling superstars, it's like having a real match right in your own home. There's Jimmy Superfly Sukkah. 
Iron Sheik. Hulk Hogan. And Big John Studd. And now you can fly them and flip them in the Swing them, Swing them wrestling ring. Wrestling superstars and new wrestling ring, each sold separately from out. Now you can make World Wrestling Federation superstars twist, turn, do things they never thought they could do. Camel Clutch, the Iron Sheik can do that. Clothesline, Hulk Hogan can do that. Collect all the World Wrestling Federation superstar pendies, each sold separately from LJN. Are you ready for Hulkamania? Eighteen Adonis, looking good and tough to beat. Nobody beats Macho Man. You can get right in the action in the ring with wrestling superstars figures. The big names are here and they're ready. It's corner-to-corner -corner excitement. Match your moves against the other guy. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Because you're in the ring with the WWF wrestling superstars figures. Figures ring and cage sold separately. Assembly required. It's a grand toy. I can beat anyone. What'd you say, boy? It's the WWF Wrestling Superstars game, where you manage the world's greatest wrestlers. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper, the Iron Sheik, even Hulk Hogan. You decide who wrestles who. Piper, this is Mr. Wonderful. Uh oh. He's getting body slam. Oh, yes. And when's the pin? Yeah, Dragon. Yeah. He's pinned. Yes, I can't call this. Be a wrestling manager, pin down the Superstars team. And wrestle with four sensational puzzles, too. From Milton Bradley. With wrestling superstars, it's like having a real match right in your own home. There's Jimmy Superfly Snooker. The Iron Sheik. Hulk Hogan. And Big John Studd. Twist them. Flip them. Fight them like the big guy. There's even Andre the Giant. Wrestling superstars. Each sold separately. New from LJN. Gingerbread man, hold on you. Here's what you gotta do. Bring home all the action. You'll get more satisfaction when you bring home all the action. Get a grip, get a lock, get a hold on everyone. You'll have all the thrills, all the fun. Bring home all the action. And now the WWF superstar. Bring home all the action. Officially back, 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 back. Mike Cook looks like he's probably getting something to drink. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, interestingly enough, our week one champion, Anton, he did not make it to the next round, but joining us right now is going to be Dirk Diggler, a.k.a. Uh, Home Depot Jesus, uh, a.k.a. Vince Russo Jr. Uh, we also got The Butt, who thinks that I hate Canada. Uh, we got Mike Cook, who's doing something with pancake or waffle batter. Oh, he's back now. And we are joined by our first-timer, uh, the Renegade. Renegade, you enjoying yourself this week, my friend? Absolutely. That's what I like to hear. Very, very good. So, um, we've been talking about several different things that have been happening in the world of wrestling. The next thing I want to touch upon is Vince McMahon made a comment uh, most recently about how he wants all the WWE superstars to come in to the Performance Center before they go on their new tour 
uh, post-COVID, and they want to make sure that all of the talent is ready to go and is in ring shape. Now, is this fair? Is this unfair? What is your take on this? I'm first going to start off with Liam Savage, uh, a.k.a. everything else. We don't need to go into that. What's your take? Do you think the WWE superstars do need to go on their off day uh, and travel down to the Performance Center to get trained, get back into shape, and make sure their timing is right before they go back on tour? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's McMahon's company. He can tell them to do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, if some of them, you know, they weren't up to touring right now, they were only doing a show a week. Uh, for whatever brand you're on. So they need to make sure they're in ring shape. So him asking them to get to the performance center and make sure they're, um, you know, up to snuff as far as their ring ability and making sure they're not going to be blown up within five seconds. Uh, if they're doing, you know, a couple of matches or a few matches a week or something, uh, that's not a, you know, something wrong that he asked for. Uh, it's it's about making sure that all his talent is right up to par and making sure they can take care of whatever they have to when they get in the ring. And for him to, you know, ask for that, um, I think it it's actually not a bad thing. You know, that's all I got to say on it. Okay, fair enough. Let's go ahead and uh, let's throw it over to Mike Unit. Mike, what's your take on this? Do you think it's... Uh... I don't know, fair to go ahead and tell the WWE superstars that they need to come down to the performance center to quote unquote get their timing right before they go back on tour. Yeah, it's it's obviously fair. Um to me, one of the highlights of this past year's mania was all the botches that was going on in the ring. Everybody you can tell his timing was off. And part of it probably had to have been because they weren't used to being in front of a live crowd for over a year. So I think for them to shake the cobwebs off, yeah, I think so. I mean, you're not going to be able to get a grip on lifting weights if you don't grow calluses. And that's pretty much all they're doing. If the NXT guys can do it on a regular basis, so can the main roster. I like it. Good take on that one right there. We're going to throw it on over uh, to the butt. But what's your take on this? I mean, there's sometimes WWE superstars feel like they're already stretched thin as it is. Mm -hmm. Now they have to come in on their day off to go down and schedule uh, appointments down for uh, Performance Center to get their timing right, get themselves in better ring shape. Fair, unfair, or I don't really have an opinion. I'm fine with it. Why not? Get, get them a little bit of ring time. Get some of the rust worked out. Because the last thing you want is the first week of touring, somebody blows out a knee, they're gone for a year, or worse again, we end up with a with a draws situation or something like that. They're getting paid. Come in, do your two weeks or whatever he wants out of you, and then go about your, your touring schedule. I don't see how it's a bad idea. It's a, it's a win for everybody. They'll, they'll all look a little bit better if they're a little better ring shape and just alleviate the chance or lessen the chance, hopefully, of somebody getting hurt. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. I like it. We're going to throw it on over to Renegade. Um, obviously, you know, post-COVID, 
you got to make sure that you're ready to go. They've only been working at the Performance Center and then the Thunderdome. Um, and earlier on, they were actually taping multiple weeks of TV at one time. So there really wasn't a whole lot that they needed to do. Is this a good idea to have the guys come in and gals come in to work on their timing and get back into shape? Well, honestly, hey, what I tell you about biting? Hey, hey, sorry, it's dog BB. Go lay down. Go lay down. We call him, call him BB for short. Go lay down. He's a. Uh, I don't like to say his full name out too often because he doesn't seem to like it very much. His name's Dragon Balls. He's uh, he's missing his hind legs. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And he's and he's got a lazy eye too. Go lay down. Don't you look at me like that. I'll knock your brother out. Go over there. I'm not really quite sure what you, what just happened here. Uh, hold on, let's 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 go to the butt real quick. Are we okay? Are we have a medical emergency or what? Good. <laughs> okay. He says he's he says he's good. Uh, we're gonna try to pitch it back to <laughs> back to the renegade. Uh, renegade, continue. <laughs> Let's 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 yeah. let's let's bring it back into your renegade. Do you think um do you do you, do you think it's fair for Okay, there you are. Yeah. Do you think it's yeah. fair that the WWE wants to send them back to the performance center to get in, in shape? I say send them back. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I I mean I have to that's a really good point. Once again, I mean sending them back is not a bad idea. If the system isn't broke, which means you gotta make sure you're in shape, then you should continue to do it. I agree. I think it's a really well made point there. Um, any rebuttals? Anybody else have anything else to say about that? Nope. Nope. Everybody feels pretty good about that. I like it. Like it, like it, like it. All right. I'm just adjusting a few things here on my side. My computer's acting up here. <laughs> now we just have to, we have to keep in mind uh no one else has i think pets right now that are uh, with them right now you have a what a warrior oh you do you still have the ultimate warrior thank you um Let's go on to our next topic. We're going to go into the promo that Tony Khan had made uh, before last week's live Thursday, or I'm sorry, Friday Dynamite, uh, where he got the promo on New Japan. Rick, can you do me a favor and pull up that promo as I'm talking here uh, so we can go ahead and share that? It's, it's very interesting because rumor has been running rampant that WWE 
has been working on building a relationship with New Japan, mainly because what they want to do is give Daniel Bryan an opportunity to wrestle other wrestlers and to give him a little bit more of an opportunity prior to him officially calling it a career. And he definitely has a lot of eyes on talent that is in New Japan. Now, he's also definitely put over some of the talent in AEW. Mike Cook, let me ask you this really quick. Do you believe in any way, shape, or form that Vince is doing what he's doing as a preventative uh, prevent defense to stop Daniel Bryan from going somewhere else? Therefore, he's willing to open the proverbial door? Nah. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I mean, most people are like looking or overlooking the obvious when it comes to this situation. Everyone's looking at it like, yay, Daniel Bryan, yay. All it's going to end up doing is causing Vince to raid the promotion to get with who he wants. You know, you look at WWE's history of New Japan wrestlers and how they've been treated so far, even though there's only been, what, two? Uh, no, no, I, I don't let Daniel Bryan be a free agent and do his own thing. He doesn't need WWE for that. Um, that's just my personal opinion. He already has history with New Japan being a former IWGP junior heavyweight tag champion. He did it on all by himself. He still got connections with the New Japan LA dojo. You know, he doesn't need WWE at this point. Well, that's let me go ahead and look. Let me go ahead and let me add this here and uh, so everybody can hear this. So let's go ahead and roll it. 10 o'clock Eastern time, I introduce to you the CEO, the owner, the president of All Elite Wrestling and the Forbidden Door, Mr. Tony Khan. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate it, Mr. Shivani. And as we get ready to go live tonight on Dynamite on TNT, I just wanted to address as the Forbidden Door, I read the Observer today that New Japan Pro Wrestling apparently has had talks with WWE's president, Nick Khan. Well, Nick, I have to say, if you've been talking to New Japan Pro Wrestling for two months, you've gotten a lot done. Just in the last two weeks, I've had Yuji Nagata, Ren Narita, and Rocky Romero on AEW. I've reunited Rapungi Vice. I've had the New Japan IWGP US champion John Moxley defend the title successfully on our show, retaining it. And I have future plans with New Japan Pro Wrestling for the US title. So you must have really gotten a lot done in the two months, Nick. In fact, I think there's only room for one Khan in the wrestling business, Nick. And it's me, it's Tony Khan. It's not some con man from Connecticut. Have a fun show tonight, Nick. See you on Dynamite. Wow. That is uh, that is tremendous. So um, we heard a little bit from from Mike Cook. We're going to go ahead and throw it. Let's just go ahead and throw it to uh, Mr. Savage. What is your take, Mr. Savage, on Tony Khan? I mean, I know a lot of times they say don't address the competition, but he's boldly addressed the competition. What's your thoughts on this promo, and do you think this helped or hurt AEW? No, it hurt because the whole point is you don't want to address your competition. Look at what he's doing. I mean – Quietly, WWE, if they, who knows if they are actually talking to New Japan, it's all rumors, right? We don't know unless someone like Triple H comes out and says it. But I mean, the fact that he would actually, you know, go to that extreme and say, oh, well, look at what we've done. What have you done? I mean, it's WWE. They can, they can get this done 
in no time and have a, a better platform than AEW does. I don't understand why he would take this this route unless he's trying to do the whole I'm a heel, you know, promoter looking to get my, you know, 15 minutes or something. It's it's just, it's kind of bizarre. I don't let's, really... Yeah. Let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and throw it over to the butt. But can you hear me? Cool. Yep, I can hear you. What's your take on this whole thing? Do you think really? this is just a big work or do you think that there's more to it? It was dumb. What did he gain from it? He looked like a putz. That's not going to make nobody else watch. There's no gain from it. He just looked like an ass clown. He should have never done it. Let's just move on. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it was just dumb. All Let he did that for was ego. Nothing else. Nobody gained other than him. All right, let me go ahead and let's uh, let me throw it over here to Mike Cook. Uh, hold on a second. Where is Mr. Cook at? Mike Cook, there you are, my friend. Mike, let me ask you a question. I know we originally started off with you, but what was your take on this? Do you think this actually helped or hurt AEW in the long run with this promo? Um, this was the first time I've seen this promo because uh, – I didn't see AEW Friday, but, uh, you know, I think it's funny how people did kind of point out the tweet that uh, New Japan Global posted after that promo was cut, where it said, oh, shit, we contacted the wrong con. Um, I don't know. Maybe New Japan Global is uh, also heckling with us, too. And let's be honest, dude. When it comes to listening to listen to the Wrestling Observer, I'm 50-50 when it comes to it. Uh, I think just half of it is trying to create a buzz from their own product at the expense of others. I uh, honestly think that there is something going on with AEW and New Japan because, I mean, look what's everything that's going on with those two promotions in Impact and Triple uh, A. I, I don't think WWE has anything to do with it. I don't want WWE to have anything to do with it because uh, look at what they've done with the history of New Japan wrestlers and Japanese wrestlers as a whole. That's just me freestyling on that. So um, I don't think it made AEW look bad. I uh, I just think they're, he stated the obvious. All he did was state the facts, and all it did was rub people the wrong way. But he's not lying. He's right. And I like it. It would no different if it came from me compared to Tony Khan. He would have agreed if it came from me. Well, let's let's go ahead and, and we got to get another view on this whole thing. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to Renegade. Uh, who is everything is everything good over in your area right now, Renegade? <laughs> Why is Renegade Yo, hey, hey, uh, hey, Freeland, make up a good answer for me on this one. I got to go scrunch and fudge. <laughs> okay. I, will, <laughs> I, am, I am really not sure what scrunch some fudge means. Uh, but, if he, if, but, but if he's talking about how he thought the promo was the shits, I mean, I couldn't agree with him more. I personally do not think necessarily that promo was what it needed to be. And I think what Renegade was trying to say in that analogy was, hey, listen, we don't need to crap on anybody because there's really no room for that in professional wrestling. I think 
you should just stick with what works for you and uh, and take it from there. No, I agree completely. Um, very, very good insight on that one. So here's what we are going to be doing now. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, the updated totals. So if you're ready for the updated totals, I'm about to give these to you in three, two, one. Mike Unit 34, The Butt 32, Dirk 35, Renegade 41. So it looks like we're unfortunately going to have to just put Butt back in the uh, the gorilla position mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. before we bring him out later on for the show. But Butt, mm -hmm. uh, any final last words you would like to share with us right now? It's been a great run so far this week on the show. This is the best I've done yet. I still think it's rigged. I even got my sign made up for it. This is fantastic. I, I love it. You are the most colorful person. You really well, are. I have my wife do it, but, you know. Very and nice. Yeah, it's rigged. Well, Le don't I go. William wins this week. Hey, Thank you. Hang around. Don't go anywhere. We're going to put you in the grill position. We bring you back for the big, uh, big send-off at the end of the show. All right, so now it's back on me. Guys, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a small break. We come back. Uh, we're going to talk so much more. Let's do a live look-in right now with Renegade. Um, I'm not really sure what is happening with him, but I'm sure everything is good. I'm sure everything is good. Uh, Mike Cook is showing us. Uh, can you do the voice for us, Mike? What an ultimate warrior. No. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not, right? For entertainment. Do it. Why right, not? Fine, 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 fine. Do you want me to just cut a regular warrior promo or just like an FRM version of it? No, I want you to cut a promo as if you are the warrior and you are telling sensational Sherry that she needs to gain a little weight to be more thick like pancake batter. All right, cool. <laughs> Here we go. And scene. Sensational Sherry. Before I add these 400 pounds of weight to my body, I need you to be thick like pancake butter for the ultimate warrior's rocket fuel. I love it. Mike, you're amazing. Love it. Guys, please do me a big favor. Don't go anywhere. This is our last break. We're going to take a small one. When we come back, we are going to find out who is going to make it to the, to the finals. We'll be right back with more for our material. Big match at my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dog. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. Here's George the Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. Can you tell the difference? Yeah. Wrestling superstars. They're for real. Eat sold separately from LJN. Yeah.
with wrestling superstars. It's like having a real match right in your own home. There's Jimmy Superfly Suka. The Iron Sheik. Hulk Hogan. And Big John Studd. And now you can fly them and flip them in the Fling Em, Fling Em Wrestling Ring. Wrestling superstars and new wrestling ring, each sold separately from out. Now you can make World Wrestling Federation superstars with turn do things they never thought they could do. Camel Clutch, the Iron Sheik can do that. Clothesline, Hulk Hogan can do that. Collect all the World Wrestling Federation superstar pennies, each sold separately from LJN. All right, welcome back to Front Room Material Live. I am Mike Freeland. We are here in the semifinals. Somebody's got to go. We're down to three. Somebody's going to leave, and then we're going to have our finals. All right, our next topic is going to be blood in wrestling. Has AEW taken blood too far? Now, WWE most recently made comments about this that they feel like they've moved away from the use of blood and the use of extra uh, unnecessary violence. However, we've seen most recently with the Britt Baker match, um, the Lights Out Unsanctioned match with Thunder Rosa. We've also seen numerous times on Dynamite, Blood, and we've not really seen it at all in WWE recently. So what's your take on the use of blood? Is AEW using it too much, or do you think that it's just about right. We're going to throw it to Mike Cook first. Mike, blood and wrestling, does it have its place or no? I mean, the same people that are complaining about, you know, lack of, well, the same people in WWE that are, you know, complaining about the blood used on AEW come from the same generation that used to watch Ric Flair get cut up every single match. Same thing with Dusty Rhodes and many others. Um, I don't mind blood and wrestling. My thing is, it's got to have a meaning to it, you know? It's got to have a psychology in it. I mean, to me, the best two matches that stand out the most that come to having blood in wrestling, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart and the great Muda versus Hiroshi Hase, where the Muda scale was born, where great Muda lost like a quart of blood, I think, almost a quart. So to me, I don't mind blood. It's just you got to use it for the right occasion, psychology-wise. Otherwise, blood overkill, it's going to get old quick. I get it, AEW's trying to be an alternative, but they still need to once again learn from some of the basics. Blood is still part of the basics, y'all. I like it. Good take on that one. Uh, Dirk, too much blood in wrestling. Some people say AEW is using it too frequently. Do you think those are just haters, or do you think there's actually some legitimacy to their statement? As a bit of legitimacy. It, you know, if you look at like the '80s and all that, '70s, '80s, even late '60s, I guess. Um, blood was more, save for the pay-per-views and uh, house shows. Especially with the um, you know NWA, Jim Crockett promotions, all that. Um, these days, it seems like it's happening on TV a lot more with AEW, and you know, it doesn't really need to be showcased that much. It's kind of like the uh, less is more. Um, you know, 
train of thought that I use. Um, you know, don't go crazy with the same thing all the time. It's okay if you do it once in a while, but I mean, like, we can look at Cody, who was, he was blading every week, it seemed, at one point, when he was doing his open challenge, and it was like, okay, like, I get it, you're really trying to make a main event look and match in your, uh, in your TV title defense, but it's, it got a little, it got to be a kind of old hat, so less is more, make sure you're not going crazy with it, use it every once in a while. But don't make it the whole thing for, uh, you know, shock value. That's basically what it's going to come to. All right. I like it. Very good comments. Let's get throw it over to Renegade. Uh, Renegade, <laughs> too much blood in AEW. Uh, some people believe that there is too much blood. Uh, some people say that it shouldn't be that way in 2021. What's your take on the use of blood in AEW? Well, first of all, where I do came from was there's a little too much blood. but i mean too much blood made of, i mean but then you but then you have i don't know but you could also but then on the other hand you could always you know what i mean you get what i'm saying no 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 i mean i i completely understand where you're going with here i mean you're torn and I think anybody would look at it from that perspective. Some people think that it's too much. Some people think it's too little. Um, you're you're kind of you're, you're right there in the middle. You know, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I agree with that take 100%. Very, very good take. Unfortunately, before we go to the finals, somebody's got to go. And let's see where we stand as we head into this last round. Let me add up the numbers. All right. So, in three, two, whoops, let me save that. Three, two, one, here are the scores going into the finals. Mike, unit 39, Dirk, 40, Renegade, hanging in there with 41. Mike, unit, it has been a good run. It's been a long run. Unfortunately, no repeat this week. 30 seconds, tell everybody what happened this week. <clears throat> I'm still better than the other two. You just voted oh. them, that's all. Yeah, when, and then he's done. All right, perfect. You know what? Mike will be coming back to join us at the end of the show. Um, I don't understand why he has this bias thing, but you know what, guys? It is going to be the Battle of the Titans. It's going to be the new Renegade versus Garage Jesus in the greatest finale you've ever seen. I lied when I said that we were done taking our breaks. We're going to take one more break because your host has a prostate issue and I need to use the Johnny Kamat again. So don't go anywhere. More front row material. And yes, I will play this one when we come back. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. My shirt, too sexy for my shirt. So sexy, it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan. 
New York and Japan. Take it. sexy for your party too sexy for your party no way i am disco dancing i'm a model you know what i mean and i do my little turn on the catwalk yeah on the catwalk on the catwalk to the program this is front row material live i am your host mike freeland here in the control center we've had a great episode so far if you have missed the early portion of the show we did get a chance again to talk to mikey whipwreck he was in hour number one hour number two has seen the guys battling out in one of the most hard-hitting panels we've seen recently and this newcomer renegade has really shown uh his versatility and uh, his knowledge when it comes to wrestling in fact he's climbed himself all the way up to the finals so without any further ado, let's go ahead and let's throw it to our final combatants, which is going to be Renegade and Liam. Um, guys, you guys have battled it out. You've done an amazing job. Are you both ready for the final question? All right. The final question. This is a big one. It was a big weekend uh, this past weekend. AEW's double or nothing. Uh, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this pay-per-view. You know, a lot of people are saying it's one of the best pay-per-views of 2021 so far. Some people have even gone as far as saying it's one of the best pay-per-views in the last five years. For people who are not super familiar with it, Double or Nothing is the the granddaddy pay-per-view for AEW. It is comparable to WWE's WrestleMania. Now, they held no stops when it came to this. There was an amazing set of title matches, and then the show obviously ended with what they call a stadium stampede match, which told a fascinating story between Chris Jericho in the inner circle and um, MJF and the pinnacle. So 
to this question, you guys are allowed to pick any aspect of the AEW pay-per-view. Talk about it and let me know what your thoughts are on it. Um, right now, it is going to be uh, Liam's opportunity to go first. So, Liam, the floor is yours. What did you like about AEW's uh, double or nothing? Was there anything that stood out to you that was intriguing, to say the least? Uh, you know, I skipped through most of it. If that gives you any indication of what I'm going to think. Uh, I watched the uh, Sting and Darby Allen match. Sting did okay. You know, he's uh, he can still move, I guess. That's, that's something. Uh, yeah. Uh, not bad. I give it a thumbs in the middle. Okay. Thumbs in the middle right there. Appreciate that. We're going to now throw it to uh, to Renegade. Renegade, what is your take on AW's uh, Double or Nothing Big Show? I mean, obviously, Pac and Orange Cassidy and Kenny Omega. Um, you have Serena Deeb, who is in buy-in. You had the women's title match, which was Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker. The list goes on and on. The tag team match with the Young Bucks and John Moxley. What was your take on the whole night if you had to sum it up in, in just a few words? Yeah, I went with uh, nothing. Yeah, that's what I chose. Nothing. Double or nothing. I went with nothing. You know what? And 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 you know what? It's a very interesting take because I'm not surprised by that either. Um, a lot of people kind of feel very similar about that. You know what I mean? I, I think even Liam even said kind of in the middle. You know? Um, yeah, I basically said. So right. yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, so you know what? Let's just go to the final scores here. Are you guys ready for this to find out who officially is going to have won this week? In three, two, one. There we go. It's it was a, it was a squeaker. It was tough. It was tight. Um, but you know what? We're going to give this one to, to Renegade. He just kind of just squeaked it out the end. Renegade, tell me what your thoughts here on, I mean, just coming in here and, and winning it and beating a great panel. Well, I know DB here couldn't be prouder. Uh, you know, I thought I might have lost it there when I when I had to run to the old little boys room there. Uh, I thought yeah. for sure I was going to lose out on that one. But hey, you know, beginner's luck, I think. That's uh, all I can really sum it up to. Well, you had some very fascinating takes on wrestling in itself. You're very insightful. Uh, is there any chance that we could bring you back again? Hey, uh, only time will tell. Just uh, it's a drop in the bucket. I like it. I like it. I know that you've got to get going, but you know what? Thank you so much for your time, and congratulations on your victory. Thanks, sir. All right, so... Uh, we actually have our winner. Uh, that is going to be the Renegade. Oh, not me. Not me. Not so me. let's let's go ahead and let's uh, let's let's <laughs> let's, bring, let's bring the butt back in. Uh, let's go ahead and let's let's bring everybody else back I in here. I cried. I'm sorry, guys. I tried. No, it's fine. You did you did you did very well. Um, it was just the Renegade. Just he was just too much. Uh, he's, he just, he's a man of few words, but those words mean so much. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I brought it too. I mean, I think I have it, and then he just he just, he just goes above and just. Oh, I, I mean, he just steals it. Hold on one yeah. second, Mike Cook. Let's throw it to Let's throw it to Mr. Butt here. I, I mean, it might be kind of hard to find the words. 
to express exactly how you're feeling at this moment. Come, leave me alone. Okay, he said to leave him alone. Uh, I totally understand. Rit, well, let's, he was. let's 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 bring Rid in here. Rid, I mean, <laughs> when, it's not very often you have amazing performances like this, but when you do, you have to give the devil his due. Exactly, uh, and you guys sit there and think that he's joking. You should actually see that poor, that poor dog he has. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you y- you feel for him. You know yeah. what I mean. And, and and when old DB's in pain, you feel it. Yeah. So he's missing his back legs, and he's blind. <laughs> no, no, no. He's only blind out of, out of one eye. Oh, he's only blind out of one eye. Okay, and he's missing both of his back legs. <laughs> fucking special what, Olympics. What's funny about that? What's well, funny about that? You gotta, you gotta respect a man who loves animals. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gosh. I don't mind losing to him. He he really gave it his all. He did. I will agree with that completely. Um, let me let me throw it around the, the group here right now. What other topics? Uh, I'm gonna throw it to, to Anton first. Anton, what are some things that are piquing your interest as it pertains to uh, to wrestling right now? Is there anything that stands out to you that you're like, wow, I really am curious about this? No, I need to see how some of the stories in AEW plays out because I pretty much hit some in the middle on the pay per view too. It uh nothing really went how I thought it would in any facet of the imagination. So I'm like, well, fuck. Okay, we'll just sit and watch. I, upon further actually watching it, I enjoyed it more than the results that I read. Like there were definitely some false finish moments in the Kenny Omega match, but the fucking four belt shots was overkill. Also, Renegade versus Liam reminded me of Hogan and HBK and that fucking HBK promo the following night on Raw. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, let's let's throw it to Mike. Uh, let's throw it over to Mike Unit here. Mike, what's your uh, w- what are some things that are running through your mind right now, and some things that are piquing your interest when it comes to the world of wrestling? Uh, so next week, I know you guys aren't Japanese wrestling fans, so uh, hello. You yeah. know what I, you know what I meant. You know what I meant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep talking. That's why you lost. Anywho. <laughs> Wow! You lost to a guy. Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the uh, Renegade shoot interview. Like that's all I'm waiting for. Look, once he does the shoot interview, I'm all set. You lost to a guy who got booked the same way WCW booked their Renegade. Hey, it's legit, man. Fuck. What am I gonna do? Better man won. I don't, like, I don't like how you're just laying down for it. Whereas the past few weeks, you've been so combative and you've been so. Hold angry. on, laying down, laying you down. Lay down. You lay that laying down sounds like something Moon Dog would do. We do not want to put yeah. Moon Dog and and No, no. I didn't no. lay down for shit. You kind of. I gave very compelling thoughts, especially in the end. You lay down. Uh huh. That's not the Liam Savage I wanted. Well. well Where's the balloon savage I wanted? Oh wow, he wants to burn it down. Anywho, when when he comes back, let me know. But anywho, so um, next week over in New Japan, they're finally doing their uh, wrestling don't taku pay per view yes. after they uh, delayed 
the uh, wrestling grand slam at the Tokyo Dome because of COVID. And then Will Ospreay's neck situation happened where he had to vacate the world heavyweight title. Now we have a decision match with Shingo Takagi and Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada and Shishagi Minagi. Kazuchika. Kazuchika. There you go. I I had it right. Freeland didn't. Ichiban. We'll figure it out one day. Okay. I know. My personal thoughts on this is I'm going to feel some type of way if Shingo loses because that's the fourth New Japan pay-per-view that Shingo's done to J-O-B in a big match main event. So I'm, if Okada wins, I'm guessing it's because they're hyping it for the big Tokyo Dome show. But Shingo's been a man on fire since last year. Like, that flame is still burning. It goes with the dragon character. I like uh, it. So I look forward to next Monday's pay-per-view. I'm going to watch it at night because it'll be at 5 in the morning. But I also think on this show, I think they might kick Shingo out of Los Ingobernables de Japón. I got a feeling that's going on. Because they're turning heel against chaos, and Shingo's being cheered as a babyface. So I got a feeling on this pay-per-view, if Shingo wins, they're giving him the boot. Well, you know, all I can say is, oh, look at those beautiful locks. Let's get a good close-up on that bullshit. Look at that. Oh. You are beautiful on the inside. Man, you're. I might even have to start calling you what? Y2L. <laughs> We're going to throw it over to the butt. You got to tell me something that's interesting to you or that, that's piquing your interest when it comes to wrestling. What's it going to be, buddy? I haven't seen Double or Nothing yet, so that's kind of got my interest peaked. I want to watch that. Um, yes. From what I read, it seemed people liked it. Now, well, after tonight, it seems like not so much, so it kind of no, no. has my I interest wanna... peaked a little more. I want to tell you all that I thought Double or Nothing was a great pay-per-view. I got to see it from top to bottom. Um, I was trying to make sure that others could see it as well. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out the way I had thought it would. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a little story behind this, and I'm going to let Rit take over. Well, don't ever let Freeland send you a link to a pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, the, the this man sits there and wants to talk trash. <laughs> About the uh, the old garlic challenge. Well, it's a good thing that, uh, you know, he says that there was a receipt. Yeah. The receipt was already bought and paid for. And an addition of, hey, my cell phone was hacked. Because you click a link that Freeland sends you, and next thing you know, there's more lights than a freaking, uh, at a freaking Moondog yep. Murray party. Flash wow. one on your phone, and well, had to go through a whole system reboot on my phone and everything. Well, did give your phone a clap? Now, hold on a second. I, no, that's not the case. But you know what? I'm glad everything turned out all right for you, Rit. Yeah. So, so, Sorry, but if you want to sit there and watch it, just go to YouTube. That's what I'll do. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, I gave this guy a link. What the fuck, but I got busy. I got shit oh, to do. Fuck. Hold it, hold it, Liam. You have a link Why? to pay-per-views? I don't know what you're talking about. That's illegal. It is. All right. It's time. It's time for... Let me see if I can play this. Let me see if I can play this. Because I downloaded this, Anton. 
Let me see if I can play this. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Loved it, dude. Very sweet. Thank you very much. You're Who's welcome. ready to go down that final path that we like to refer to as our weekly discussion of Dark Side of the Ring? Most oh, recently, it was Dark Side of the Ring, <laughs> The Ultimate Warrior. Now, by a show of hands, who got to see the Dark Side of the Ring, The Ultimate Warrior episode? I've seen half. You've seen half? Half counts as something. Mike Cook, did you see it? You did see it. I see. Rit, did, did you? He's talking through his buddy doll. Rit, did you get to see uh, the Ultimate Warrior episode? You did not. No. Like I always say, I'm a week behind you guys. New year. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's first throw it to the butt. But you said you got to see some of it? Yeah, probably the first half or so. All right. So give me your take on the first half of the Dark Side of the Ring, the Ultimate Warrior. It was just a repeat of everything we've been hearing for 20 years now. He was a bit of a dick. Uh, he was arrogant, obnoxious. He was not a great worker, great look. I mean, the guy looked like a million bucks, but that was about all he had. He didn't get along well with nobody from the part that I've seen. You know, he was just overall a bit of a dickhead. So do you feel like the... Um the Ultimate Warrior DVD that came out, the uh, self-destruction. Do you feel like, honestly, there's a lot more truth in that than I think a lot of people are giving it credit for? 100%. Because it's the same thing was reiterated. You had the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. And then the, I know even um, Pritchard on his show, on his pod, he talked about how you know, Warrior was a bit of a dick. And you, you see it on shoot interviews and other pods and whatnot. Doesn't seem to be a lot of people have good stuff to say about him, unfortunately. So, I mean, if there's that much, that many people saying you're not a good person, you're probably not a good person. Let's throw it over to Mike Cook here. I know these words are not making uh, making your heart feel warm and fluttery at this time because I know you're an Ultimate Warrior fan. However, Mike, you also have to agree. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And if it was just one or two people saying something about somebody, yeah, maybe sour grapes. But when you have a contingent of individuals throughout the industry, some of them who are very well respected, coming out going, the guy just didn't quite get it. What's your take on the Dark Sides version of The Ultimate Warrior? I mean, they're not lying. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big Ultimate Warrior fan by heart, by all means. But I'm also a big Chris Benoit fan as well. And uh, as much as I don't approve, it's not going to stop me as a wrestling fan to watch them. You know, there's a difference between the Ultimate Warrior, the wrestler, and Jim Helwig, the person. Like, we get that. When we see the Ultimate Warrior get in the ring and do his thing, we pop for it. 
anyone who was a kid that say they didn't pop for Warrior is a fucking liar. Okay? True. Now, as an adult, because our expansion of pro wrestling, you know, absorbs <clears throat> more things. Yeah. Jim Helwig, the person, I don't like at all. But I'll still pop in a three-minute Ultimate Warrior match just for the hell of it. I like it. I like it. Let's throw it over to Anton. Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I feel, feel like it's kind of interesting. You know, the WWE puts out the self-destruction, and then it seems like they backpedal, and then they say, wait, 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 wait. We, it, that's not the way it was supposed to be, so they put out a new compilation where now it's glowing. Um, I don't know. I feel like in some ways this was just to get a licensing deal and to make, make some money off of him and almost make him feel bad in a reverse psychology way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. oh we're not your enemy. So what was your take on this? I thought it was interesting, uh, the ex-wife and all the psychosis that was going on. So, so tell us your thoughts. So I am that weird age range where I'm not a Warrior fan, actually, because I was born in 93. So my entire perception of the Warrior is really everything, you know, later, not the personal shit that I found out throughout my teenage and adult years, but like just in general, you know, I'm like never love the music, but not fascinated with the gimmick, especially when you compare him to Sting, who is a much better worker. Uh, it is totally backpedaling. It was totally for a licensing deal. The fact that his current wife, who really hasn't even been around, you know, wasn't around anything wrestling related with him, really, you know, calls Dark Side of the Ring smut and feels <clears throat> when in reality they give a very honest both fan perspective and just real perspective of the situation. It was totally backpedaling on the WWE's part. The fact that A&E pushed the episode up from like June 6th until may to be on the same week as dark side of the ring is also fucking hilarious to me you know that's just proof you know gouging you know vince still trying to have say so and control the narrative and it's just super amusing to me that that's even a thing and he was a dick bag of a person even jim ross who will not say a lot of shit you know because people are dead is like nope dick bag eric bischoff doesn't speak ill of the dead dick bag bruce pritchard dick bag at a certain point when everyone's like, no, nah, you're a dick bag and you don't have a redeeming quality. I'm going to assume you're a dick bag and don't have a redeeming quality. No, I think it's a good take. Uh, Liam, what's your take on this? Obviously I know that you don't want to speak ill of someone who's not here to defend themselves. I know that's kind of a stance you take. However, do you also feel like this guy did a lot of people wrong and Looking at the dark side of the ring, which I think we all agree it, it, it is sensational in some ways because it's TV, let's be honest. However, it was very, very reminiscent of the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. I think the only difference was the fact that the ex-wife was in this one and she wasn't a part of the other WWE production one. So what was your take on this? Do you think it was done correctly or do you think it was done with a horrible slant? Uh... Probably horrible enough. It was uh, it was kind of close to the A and E one, except the A and E one kind of made him human and remorseful at the end. This just gave a different slant on it with his uh, ex-wife, uh, which is fine. Um, the fact that Dana Warrior said this was you know trash, 
and nothing good basically that's smut and filth i think she said um i don't agree with that because it, it wasn't too far different than the any one uh the any one the only real difference was that it showed that he kind of redeemed himself near the end of his life um kind of made amends with some people had a family um and all that but i mean the dark side of the ring episode kind of showed that he was what a lot of people thought he was. And that was, uh, not to, you know, not to be negative, but he was an asshole. He was, um, I wasn't trying to say last week that he wasn't an asshole. I was just saying there's two sides. Um, once we see both sides, like both documentaries is what I mean by both sides. We can see that, uh, You'd say a good amount of the people that were involved in his life would say, yeah, probably not the best guy in the world. Um, he did what he could in the small time he had. <coughs> he redeemed himself at the end, but this Dark Side of the Ring didn't uh, really push that out there. They kind of more pushed out that, you know, most of the negative aspects. And uh, that's pretty much what most people thought. I mean, in a lot of ways, I, I mean, I can't really disagree with what the producers put on for the dark side of the ring. And I'll tell you why, because they're going by the people that they interviewed. They're going by the people who had the most contact and exposure to him. So if it wasn't super glowing, it's not that they're trying to say he's a bad guy. They're just saying, hey, I talked to these people. I talked to these people. This is what they had to say. I talked to his ex-wife. This is what she had to say. And if it was more of a glowing um, memory of the guy, I think it would have been a lot different. But when you hear about how he was so obsessed with Hulk Hogan, um, I got to ask the question. This is going to go kind of around the horn here. I'll first start off with the but. Do you think that the warrior, no matter where he was in his career in WWE, did he always feel like he was still in the shadows of Hulk Hogan, no matter how much he accomplished? exactly how it came across I and mean, he always was in the shadows of Hulk Hogan in all reality but he 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 seen himself as playing second fiddle and it consumed him it just ate him up and that was that Mike Cook let me throw it to you in this one I mean obviously Hulk Hogan is is somebody who at that time was very hard to be on the same level I think WWE Vince McMahon and the powers that be uh, Pat Patterson, the office, wanted to get Warrior to the Hogan level. But is it really up to those guys to get someone to a certain level, or is it ultimately the people who pay the tickets decide whether you get to that level or not? I think the people were into Warrior. But I remember on an old episode of uh, FRM where Mikey Whipwreck pointed it out, where uh, the moment that they changed up Warrior once he won the belt, it made him to where he was more human rather than a character especially because i thought it was awkward too when he went without the face paint and had just that one warrior patch right there the moment they start doing that that's when i saw like warriors value starting to drop because we wanted the outlandish promos and you know the rocket fuel and shit like that to where if you notice once he became world champion moving forward to the end of his first run, 
you notice his promos were a lot more toned. They were more calm. It wasn't the same Ultimate Warrior. You know, even when he came back in 92, he did the same thing. He went back to that same style of promos. And it just, he wasn't the same. Like Warrior up to WrestleMania 6, that was what they should have kept using. Warrior after WrestleMania 6 didn't work out in his favor. Anton, let me let me throw it over to you really quick here. Some final words on the dark side. Um, yeah, this is really your segment. Um, it's awesome that you you know wanted to bring this to the show. What do you think ultimately do we go from here? I mean, we've had self-destruction. Then we've backpedaled and we've said, no, he's this great, gracious guy. We put this compilation together. And then, no, we have the dark side of the ring. And then, well, no, we have the A&E. Where is the truth? Is the truth with... Uh, Evan Husney uh, in Dark Side of the Ring, or is the truth WWE, or is it somewhere in the middle? So it's definitely in the middle. There's always two sides to every story in the truth. The truth is typically gray. It really is on most situations and things. So definitely that. Also, one person that they didn't get to interview for Dark Side that they did try for is Sting, whose perspective would have been great to have. And, you know, they also didn't get to cover the WCW stuff because they mentioned on the Dark Side pod that it was either cover the Dextrosity stuff or cover the WCW stuff. So they chose the Dextrosity stuff. And um, it just, it's very different and interesting to me on lots of levels because the truth really is great. To me, he really didn't get a redemption story because he really was so removed from wrestling, like had one match in the 2000s. And just because you have a family, even if you atone and change some things, doesn't automatically mean you're a better person by any stretch of the imagination to me, because I know so many people with children who are fucking dickbags. So that two yanks and a squirt, he could have been great to his kids, and that's all good and cool. Really, that's all that matters. No one's else opinion does matter, but based on how he treated in general society, he was not a good person whatsoever. And maybe it was just the paranoia too much, too fast, too soon. You know, especially when you have people like Kevin Ash and Scott Hall needling shit. You know, it wrestling, you know, breeds paranoia. It really does. So eh. So but I'm I'm really glad that we do discuss this as just a panel thing. Everyone just shoot the shit. I thank you for doing this because I really enjoy it. I look forward to this every week. I really do. No. Absolutely, and I mean, I'm glad that you had brought this up as well. Rit, I know that you have not seen the Dark Side of the Ring. Did you see the A&E one by any chance? Yeah, I've I seen uh, the Destruction one. I've seen the A&E one. And like Travis said in the chat, they're all saying the exact same thing. They're just wording it differently, you know? Uh, they pretty much are all saying his, you know, he had his flaws, you know? He treated people like crap, and he thought that he was a better marketable product than what he actually was. You know, he always wanted to be Hogan, but he never could because once they gave him the ball, he couldn't run with it. Hogan was more marketable than the Warrior ever could be. I think, too, in a lot of ways, when you look at somebody and you're thinking about making them your champion or the staple of your company, um, it's not only the fact of, do they have a good look or can they sell tickets, but are they somebody who everyone else is going to get along with? Think about this. When you go on a job interview, and I've always been told this, my dad in corporate America has hired and fired a ton of people. 
it's not just what you bring, but are you going to be able to integrate yourself into the culture and get along with people and be sociable and to continue this, this nice homeogenic status where everything is good. We continue moving forward. We make progress. No matter how good and talented you are, if you come across as somebody who's not willing to be a team player or work with a bunch of other people, um, there's no room for that. Yeah, really, unfortunately, it, there's no room for people who just want to shine by themselves. If you do, that's great. By all means, do your own thing. But when it comes to a, a, a landscape where your opponent is the only reason you look good, I mean, let's be honest. If, if he sells a damn good punch, he makes your punch look like it's amazing. If he does a, takes a great backdrop and sells his back, it made you look good. And when you are not willing to pay homage or to show respect for people who put the time in to make you look good, to elevate you, then what's the point? Why are we even working together if there's not going to be a, that symbiotic relationship? I help you, you help me. Um, at that point, it's just all ego driven. It's just me, 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 me. And, you know, I don't know the man. I wasn't married to the man. I don't know him. I'm not a close, longtime personal friend of his. However, I feel like there were some some definite insecurities that he was experiencing. Not to say that that doesn't ran, run rampant in wrestling as it is, because insecurities do. His spot, or oh, if I if I take time off, then I'm going to lose my spot. Or what happens if this up and comer takes this spot? What am I going to do? And it, it's that psychological mind fuck that is more damaging than any injuries that you get to your body. It's it, what happens up here. And I think the warrior was not able to separate. The physical aspect of it from the business side of it, it all kind of got jumbled together. And unfortunately, with not having a great support system around him, he kind of self-destructed, hence the title. Um, any final comments before the Ritster and I have an announcement to make? Anybody else want to say anything? Jump in, final comments. But Liam? Oh, good. All right. Uh, let's go ahead. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna let the butt do this. Would you like to do this, butt, or would you like for me to do it? Let me do it. But oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the <laughs> I'm sorry. The writ. The writ. Should you do this, writ, or would you like for me to do this? I'll, I'll, I'll let you do it. All right. I can do that, guys. Fuck this up. We are very, very. <laughs> we are very, very excited. Uh, next week we have a very special episode. Um, very special ECW themed episode. And I know some people who have sent me messages who have said, Hey, are we going to do some more EC dub? And to that, I said, I don't know. Um, but I feel really good about this. I've, I've taken everyone's thoughts into consideration and I feel like we're going to have some really good storytellers here. Uh, Rick, who are the two people that we're going to be talking to? Well, Everybody wants to say that it takes two to tango, but in the ring, it takes three. And next week, we have two guys coming in that was in the middle of all the chaos in ECW. Mr. John Finnegan and Jim Molinux. Nice. Those two. Those two guys, the staples of the ECW inside the ring. Those two guys, Rit and I have been working very hard. We are bringing those two guys together. We're going to have a big sit down. We're going to kind of go over some things and maybe just maybe after the interview's over, we'll have something else to share with you. Um, but hopefully give me a thumbs up if you are excited about hearing stories 
locker room stories from everybody from EC Dub. Look at this schmuck. Look at this guy. My God. So anyway, that is to all my ECW fans, to all the people on the panel who always give me great ideas and they're wanting to help expand the show and whatnot. Um, let's go to the final countdown. The third to first, Mike Cook. Mike, uh, tell us about your show. What's happening this week? Give me all your plugs. And uh, what else do you have to tell the listening audience? Um, so tomorrow night's episode of Micro Order will be moved to 8 o'clock. Um, instead of 9 p.m. on Wednesdays, uh, most reason I've done this is because I am running on lack of sleep. <laughs> Not knocking my Tuesday nights. It's just it's hard to recover the next day and then having to do a podcast with my work schedule. So moving forward, Mike World Order will be on 8 p.m. We'll be live on Twitch, and then it will drop on Spotify at the end of the week. Like I said, next week, since you guys aren't doing an episode Tuesday, I'm still going to copy the FRMWO format. Something different. Why not? You know, let's have some fun, everyone, while I'm copying or cosplaying Mike Freeland. I cannot wait to see what that looks like, my friend. I'm excited. Where can people follow you on social media? Where can they buy merchandise? Give them all the details. All righty. Let me take a deep breath on this one. You can find me on Twitter at MikeUnit. That's Mike with five eyes. Don't blame me. That was Mikey Whipwreck's idea. You can find me on Instagram at MikeWorldOrder. You can find me on Facebook. Same thing. You can also, for Mike World Order merch, tinyurl.com slash mwo merch we also have separate vendors for our international people up in canada we're taking pre-orders now for mike world order shirts ladies outfits leggings thongs booty shorts trucker hats we got them and we also have it to where it is internationally shipped prepay first we'll give you the price You'll get it within two weeks. We've already had people from Canada that have ordered and they've gotten it within two weeks, even though the vendor tells us about a month. All right. I appreciate that. Let me go ahead and throw it over to the butt himself. But what's new with you? What kind of things would you like to share with us? And uh, where can people continue the conversation on social media if they want to hit you up? Uh, Twitter, got new 2291. Hey, that's about it. Nothing really new, just working. No. Did you get that new car? In four weeks. Uh, she goes to do the paperwork tomorrow. Nice. And I take it you're going to take a rain check on that uh, that joint mission, correct? Yeah, I'm not fucked up. I'm not going. I'll travel that little prick. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Let's throw it to my man, Anton. Anton, what are you working on? What's next? How can people get a hold of you? Tell us all your projects, all that stuff. I have two tracks to mix tonight when I get off here. Need to do a little bit of housework. Uh, been paid for these tracks already. Waiting to get paid for a beat that someone bought from me as well. Uh, so steadily keep inside project and making extra money, which is great. Uh, Got to do some extra things for y'all that need to be done as well. Um, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. I feel rotten on Instagram. Anton Heidnick on Twitter. Also, those things at gmail.com if you want to email me. So.
All right, perfect. And you know what? I'm going to throw it to my buddy, Mr. Liam Savage. Liam, as always, it's good seeing you, good talking to you. What are some things you would like to share with our listening audience and where can people continue this conversation with you on social media? Savage Liam on Twitter. And uh, hopefully when uh, Buck gets his new car, he can uh, swing on over here and we'll go for a drink. I don't know. What do you think, Bud? What do you think about that, Bud? you think you might go ahead and pick up Liam and uh, do a little mandate? I can come up anytime I want. I bought a truck in February. <laughs> well, then what the <laughs> fuck is taking you so long? <laughs> I bought a truck in February. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I got I got nothing else. So, yeah. It's good seeing you. you. How How is life treating you? Everything else going well? I mean, I live in a garage, so, you know, everything's great, right? Uh, better like than it. a van by the river. In a van down by the river. All right, we're going to throw it back to the Rit here. Rit, what's going on with you? Anything new with you in this world? No? Yes? Maybe? Well, sit there and check out Call to Beardo. Thursdays at 8 p.m. You'll see myself, Butt, Renegade, uh, maybe Beardo if he shows up. Uh, that's Tuesdays. Uh, I mean, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Don't forget, next week, a special time, special place for FRM Pod. It is Sunday at 9 p.m., not Tuesday. We're going live Sunday. And uh, don't forget to go download wherever you get your, uh, you know, your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, wherever else you get. Usually about Friday at 5 a.m. Man, I love it. You guys are tremendous. You guys all have done an amazing job yet again as my esteemed wrestling panels from around the world. For all of us here on Front Row Material, once again, we want to thank Mikey Whipwreck again for making an appearance this evening. He opened up and shared so much, and I wish I would have been able to put more of the comments on the screen, but I did not want to distract from him speaking. Uh, Mikey, we love you. We appreciate you. We are all 100% here with you. Um, I know a lot of people have said, hey, don't hesitate to hit us up on Twitter, even if you just want to talk or anything to that nature. I, none of this really would have been here uh, had it not been for Mikey. So we hope you are doing well, and we wish you absolutely nothing but the best. And um, we're always here. All right. For Liam Savage, for the butt, Christopher Five, for the writ, Josh Ritter, for Mike Cook, a.k.a. Mike Unit, the Mike World Order, and for Anton Heidnick. He is the man dropping beats, dropping bars quicker than B-Rabbit. Uh, and by the way, I do need to make sure we have the War Act conversation at some point in time because uh, I believe if you remember if you remember the conversation uh, on Saturday Night Show before I, before I violently, violently got ill, I almost had to take Ipecac. It was that bad. Uh, we did talk a little bit about Warak. I'd like to get them on the show if that is even possible. I think it would be very, uh, very entertaining. So I will not be on for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I will be either. Fuck that. I may Warak. get fired, <laughs> and I'm not even hired. Jumping, jumping forward. out of bushes and jumping like knocking uh, doors down. I tell you what, it Ugh. doesn't get any more entertaining than that. They jump in front of a damn boss is what they should do. <laughs> Oh my god! While they're at it, but, but Liam, come on, let's let's I, I let's, let's talk some love. I love you both. Fuck <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, guys, 
It's been fun. It's been real. And guess what? I also want to thank everybody in the chat. So let me give some shout outs to some people. Uh, Travis Bohab, thank you very much. Mitchie Blaze, ECW fan. You guys have been awesome. Uh, gosh, who else has been in here? Uh, Boog has been in here. Thank you, sir. Big Daddy Beardo has actually made an appearance. J-Rod Numero Uno, who's a big fan of the Mike World Order. Thank you so much for that one as well. Um, and for everybody who stopped in and joined into the conversation, we appreciate you as well. And remember, if you'd like to be a part of the panel or you'd like to jump in and have part of our conversation, come on in, let us know. Also, I'm going to put a poll up. We did a live show on a Saturday night, just the written eye, and we're actually bringing listeners on. If that's something you think might fly, definitely let us know. Hit us up on the DMs on Twitter. And if we get enough requests, you never know. We may take it from there. Hey, Freeland, don't forget, the book club's coming back. The book club is coming back. Yes, the book club is coming. Don't even give me that look. I saw you give me that look. Were you a fan of the book club, Dirk? Dirk, were you a fan of the book club? Well, yeah. I mean, you didn't fucking finish it, but yeah, I was a fan. Well, wait a minute. You knew knew the reason why it didn't get finished, right? Does everyone know the real reason? Yeah. So it it wasn't my choice, though. Well, I mean, you could have probably fought it, but, you know, eh, whatever. Hey, you got Just like you could have fought it tonight and you lost? I didn't lose shit. You I lost, lost to a, a great man. You lost. You lost. You lost. Yeah, I, I agree. But you laid and, down and like, for it. No. Hey, like I said, when he it's gets that like shoot interview out, I'm no the first way. one in line to buy it. Hey. I'll In all reality, you. we all lost. I'll show you how it's done Sunday night. You know, even though well, I didn't I, win. I'll I be at work, so yeah, go ahead. Hey, I usually do MWO Watch Along that night. I'll cancel uh-huh. it just so I can get on FRM. Show you how it's done, buddy. You know? Go ahead. Hey, I'll do it just for you, man. Go ahead. I'll be at work. You know? Have fun. Yeah, exactly. I'll dedicate my win to you. Yeah. Exactly. Better do me right. Oh, I'll do you all right. No, you oh, won't. I, I, to Moondog Murray about <laughs> I was going to say that's Moondog. a Moondog Murray comment you right there. For a week. <laughs> you just Moondogged him. You know what? No matter, no matter at the end of the day, who wins, who loses, it doesn't matter. It's all bullshit. But what really matters more than anything else is the fact that we all get on here once a week and we get to shoot the shit. We get to bust each other's balls. We get to escape from life for just a little bit. You at home or on your phone or your tablet get to join into this conversation of this enjoyable group of weirdos each and every week who like to talk about wrestling. Also, I do want to give a shout out to my man, the Boog, a year and three months, big happy anniversary to you, my friend. I am proud of you in every sense of the word. You are an inspiration to me and to so many other people. And um, thank you for being such a supportive listener to the show. So nothing but nothing but love to, uh, to our good friend, Boog, who uh, hopefully will be joining us again one day all right i've been talking enough it's been a great show it's been wonderful it hasn't been four to five hours either we're all feeling pretty good for everybody here on front row material and mikey whipbrick i am mike freeland oh i gotta do it don't i have to do it mike don't i have to do the goodbye no don't do that yes no, here no. no. oh what god what are you doing goodbye and <sighs> good Night. Bang. Bang. It's not going to work. Bang. Bang. <laughs>